0: jerry jerry oh god that's right
1: is that you in
0: person you're not on the radio have you got a radio out here
2: no bingo you're here in my bathroom come take a look I can't. I'm naked.
0: You think I don't know what you've got? That was another little goof of mine. Shame. I don't know why I thought we needed shame.
2: Come on out. Not, uh, not what you expected, huh? I picked a look you could understand. For someone else, I would look different. I could do any face, voice, whatever. I could, I could even be a woman. You're feeling a little strange, huh? very strange like you're gonna faint you know what's good for that shaving Shaving? sometimes when you don't feel normal doing a normal thing makes you feel normal yeah start shaving
0: In here, buh, 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 buh. memos queer. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Night Fly. It's me, Dave Juskow, October 20 something edition, end of October, final, final podcast of October. I'm here with Memo Salazar. Hello, oh, hi. And, uh, you know, why playing Dancing on So you're like, I don't know. You can't go wrong with a little Little Richie. <laughs> you know what happened is I think I was watching uh, American Idol like in April or May or whatever it was, and uh, he played this song, and I'm like, I forgot about that song. I like that opening. <laughs> I don't know.
1: So you thought that about in May, and then today you decided to six yeah. months later?
0: Well, I mean, I don't even know why I played the old God clip up front, except for the fact that many times... Since I have been fired, I've thought maybe I should just shave because it'll make me feel normal. Because oh. from that scene, I thought you were saying you're waiting for God to appear. Like, well, to I'm, make, I've always been waiting. Make for it that. all meaningful. Like, like now you realize how how it all makes sense. Or of course, something. I've been waiting for that. Everybody's <laughs> waiting for that. I mean, when I see that movie, I'm like, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> you know, like when you see a movie about about destiny or you know the afterlife, right, or something yeah. like that, you you know, when a movie's really well done, you believe it. Or you want it to be like that. <laughs> so yeah, when God talks and he goes, No, we have to work it out for ourselves or whatever he's saying, right I'm like this makes a lot of sense. Right. And especially defending your life, the Albert Brooks <laughs> classic say, yeah. that's the one I really believe okay, yeah, there's this pit stop you make <laughs> and you're judged. Right. And then you either go back to this horrible existence <laughs> right. or you move on to a to an elevated
1: plane. <laughs> or you cheat. I never ended. That ending never made it. He just kind of jumps off the cart.
0: Well, he like made talking. that last uh, gesture. <laughs> well, but that's what made the movie good because nobody had ever done it before. <laughs> and, you know, it's a fantasy movie. <laughs> I know. So. I know. It's but I agree. I always thought that, too. <laughs> and like, I'm like what? But then it's like, what do you, what do you have to lose? Right. You know, why not do that? Right. Well, right. But, why wouldn't everybody? But, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I should just take Albert Brooks's plan and make my 147 bad choices <laughs> clips right and put it together with like an actor playing myself right because that's my favorite scene in the whole movie where they're like we've compiled uh, a list of 147 different bad choices you've <laughs> right, made over your right. life and it, it makes me cry laughing when i watch <laughs> it like you know, him just like locking himself inside the car <laughs> right. with the antenna on the roof during the lightning storm. You know, I mean, it just makes, oh my God, I cry. And Sarah and I, I told you, when, it's so when funny. that first came out, we saw it three times in the movie theater. Jeez. So then to be able to meet that guy and talk to him uh, on Sarah's rooftop party uh, only a month or two ago right. was
1: really great. That, if they did that montage of you, those 147 times would be like two weeks span. Would be like, yeah you yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. have to really add it I'm like
0: no that's just that's just year 55 <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah but I thought you just turned that in in August and I'm like yeah what wait, what were you thinking it's like when my sister used to say oh David was so funny he he would go outside when it would rain really hard and bring shampoo and then shower in the rain and all our neighbors thought he was stupid and like how long ago was that like a year ago <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, like, that's the best part of those kind of stories, when it comes to me at least, is that they are all recent, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> when did that girl try and beat him up, you <laughs> know, like, two years ago, I don't yeah. know, wait, he was already 50? <laughs> yeah, it's odd. Anyway, here we are at the podcast, welcome everybody to another show. Um, How long is this song? It's uh, four minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, oh. Uh, It's a black people's song, so they tend to go a little longer. And think, oh, I don't know what's happening oh. here. Sorry, everybody. Um, that Lionel Richie's all right. If I ever run into him, I'd say, hello, my name is Nico Montoya. He'll kill my father. Prepare to die. He'll be confused. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that to him. I'd say, yeah, you're the man. Right. I think that's one of the reasons I like watching that American. I love Katy Perry. I don't even have a problem with that country guy, which I do in <laughs> the voice. I can't stand that Blake Sheldon, whatever his name is. He seems like a dope. He's <clears throat> stupid. And he's the reason people hate country music. But that other guy, I don't know what his name is, Luke Bryan maybe or something. He's, he's a handsome guy. seems nice. I don't care for his music. But I don't know. That panel works for me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to even watch because it just seemed I was done with those kind of shows. But during the Oscars, they ha- they were singing that Queen song, mm-hmm. uh, Don't Stop Me Now. And right. then it got me in. I mean, the advertisement worked, and I was a sucker for it.
1: Do you, do you watch, what's that one with the mask? No, 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 don't I don't watch, watch any that of that crap, no Do that you? Was, no, no, oh. but I, I I never know what you watch
0: <laughs> um, I just assume, yeah, I watch most of your stuff <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to get Most people probably Although don't Although, speaking
1: of Defending Your Life You made me think, you know, that uh, The Good Place Which I really I like I watch that It's like the first sitcom I've seen in probably like 20 years That I actually enjoy
0: So where are you in it, though? You don't have regular television uh,
1: I just finished the last season before this season
0: Oh, so the new season uh, This is the final season Right, right I'm about... I guess three four episodes in not as good as the first two, which were outstanding, especially that first one, which yeah is the first great. one is a great the reveal, best. yeah, yeah, um, but I'm still enjoying it, and I do have faith in the writers that um it's gonna get really good, right, so. Yeah, it's, it's missing a couple of things, but it still works. It's a still it's a solid cast. Yeah, yeah, it um, is. The best part is that guy who's really stupid, The whatever ethnicity oh. he is. <laughs> um, right, right. You know, because it's just so funny. I was thinking about this on the train yesterday how into Blake Bortles he is from the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is the, <laughs> the quarterback. Yeah. And they just told him... This, it's, it's, an, it's not a spoiler alert, folks. Right. They just told him that Blake Bortles got cut from the Jaguars. <laughs> and, that this, and and it's perfect because that guy Minshew who now plays for the Jaguars, I don't know if you know what's going on uh-huh. over there. I mean, I know you're in the football pool, but right. I don't know that you know, but Jacksonville has this new quarterback. His name's um, something Minshew. I don't know. It's, I can't think of his first name because it's weird. He's... Everybody's into it. This guy, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, but he's like. He's really into being the starting quarterback, Right. so he keeps coming off the plane in like awesome '70s clothing and stuff. <laughs> He's got this mustache, and people do, and people love it. Right. They love it, and that is exactly the kind of person to play for a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are kind of stuck in this mediocrity, right? Even though they've been doing better the last couple of years, but um, he makes it fun. He makes it fun, right. and it's a stupid franchise, like it. You know, they like just, you know Jacksonville, Florida is disgusting, <laughs> and the fans don't really support the team and they will never have a super bowl there again i don't think because they had a miserable existence there when they had the super bowl it's just it's it's a bad town um and i don't mind saying it because i can't imagine that anybody from jacksonville listens to such a sophisticated podcast as this right it's true um no but um you know uh well i'll go into that later uh, the people that i know from jacksonville are just as stupid as that guy from the show so <laughs> i'm gonna go with it but there's it i can't think of his name minju though he's, he's really funny but he's doing he's doing really well i think he, he beat oh i think they're playing the jets this week oh and um I, bad news for the jets yeah i, I didn't, think i didn't pick him. oh last week was so i mean i was so you didn't you pick the Patriots? Yeah. You even with that giant spread yeah, that you just I made it. fun of me about. I know, but I knew the Patriots were gonna kill the Jets. I knew that. You see, that's the problem with liking the Jets, right? right? So the week before and this is what they do. The week before they beat the Dallas Cowboys, Sam Darnell comes back from mono and they beat the shit out of the Cowboys, even though the score looks closer than it was, but they really they were up twenty four to nothing, you know, before the Cowboys came back. Right. And so this is what the problem with the Jets is and being a fan is they give you this hope (laughs) that, well, maybe it's... And I know how it's going (laughs) to end, but I was drinking the Kool-Aid and saying, maybe this Sam... I mean, if he was to beat the undefeatable... Patriots. Right. And especially this year when they're beating, I think they've scored 274 points to 47 to the other teams. Nobody scores on them. Right. Uh, The only people that scored were the Jets, but two defensive touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And clearly last week they scored nothing. (laughs) But I was like, if this guy somehow beats the Patriots, he's going to be the most popular person in New York City of all time. (laughs) Like, he's going to be up there with, they're going to count him with Joe Namath. Just Beating the Cowboys, the way to coming back, and like, well, you know, and you're basically saying, like, well, you know, just because this guy's coming back doesn't mean they're going to just start right. beating the Cowboys, right. and then he does. Right. So if you beat the Patriots, then he's the new living legend shit in all of the NFL. Sure. But of course, that didn't happen. <laughs> right. But I really did have high hopes, and I bet them to the cover of the what 16 point spread. You just crazy. gave me shit today for taking the Vikings because we're taping this on Thursday night. Yeah, the Vikings are playing the stupid Redskins. And I took the point—it went up—and I think in our pool, it's 15 and a half. Yeah. It went up to 17 in my guys. Damn. So I took it very small because—I don't know. Because the Vikings are great, and the Redskins really stink. Yeah,
1: but—yeah, you're right. and They might do it, but that one seemed like a tough bet. Um,
0: you're like— um, In all of football, for the, since we've been doing the pool, you know, for 20 years and before that, whenever there's been a giant spread, a team has covered that spread because— they would always say, look, it's a professional team. They don't want to be embarrassed. But this year right. is the only year where I've seen all these unbelievable college-like spreads where the teams have actually covered the spreads. Right. It's right. very strange. What were you going to say? Uh,
1: well, two things. One, the one that just made, the reason I, I actually thought about going against them, I was like 50-50. And then I thought about um, Crusaders of Science. And that guy is always betting. So I was like I shouldn't have picked the Vikings. So I, oh yeah, so I, I forgot like, oh. about that. I was like, "Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't pick the Vikings." So I—that was picking... a horrible gag. <laughs> I know, but uh, oh what, my god, I totally forgot about that. That's what influenced my pick. So
0: Crusaders of Science is one of the greatest. Uh, if you ever want to go on YouTube, you look up the Crusaders <laughs> of Science. You can see the uh, what is it—a trailer? Y- yeah, the whole we... thing isn't on there. I don't think anybody should ever see the whole thing. <laughs> Although I said that about Turbocharge, yeah. and they were going to put it out anyway. Here it so here we are, yeah. Memo and I, and I just called them. I texted them around three o'clock. I'm like, "You want to do the podcast today?" Because I am hungover from yesterday, and I'll get to all that in a second. But you know, we want to open you up with the Turbocharge news because it's big news. You know, it's—I mean, you know—it's always exciting every week that there's um, different pitfalls and <laughs> and problems, and you know, I guess it'll all work itself out. And besides, how everybody likes when I have Memo on the podcast. I think you're the only person they enjoy when I don't do it myself. <laughs> I think nobody has a problem. I think even Mrs. Jessica Pilot's mom oh, wow. might appreciate Memo being on the podcast. Uh, hello. Well, you're a delightful guy. Well, thank you. People like you. They enjoy your your take. Um, plus, everything I apparently say is always wrong, and I have wrong <laughs> information, and people call me on it all the time. Right. So you're a good person to say, like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, no, no, I'm absolutely positive. <laughs> so anyway, Memo's here today. So we... Okay, so here's the current situation in turbochargers. Now, when I left, left left you last... We had this closed captioning issue, which, you know, again, is the funniest thing, because I can just only do the Marley Maitland thing. Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I was telling Jeff Ross last night, I'm like, but how ridiculous is it? We have to do closed, I mean, I understand, and I think (laughs) that's lovely, but I mean, let's look at the content. Right, right. Who's going to watch a story? I want to watch a story about a band from music I've never heard from them, because I can't hear. Right. But I guess that's being rude. I guess. I mean, the funny thing is that deaf people probably would like the movie because it's so stupid. <laughs> it's the perfect thing to watch if you can't hear because we look so ridiculous and there's animation and maybe this yeah, is the right thing. Maybe. If you're
1: deaf. I actually I watched a third of it a couple of nights ago with Varenne. Oh, she'd never seen it. And I was like, come here. I'm going to show you something. And I started watching the whole. Thing. I was just going to watch it like five minutes. but We watched like um, like, I don't know, a third or half of it. She was laughing like crazy. She oh, that makes hilarious. me so happy
0: because I was sitting here going, like, okay, this is really serious. Yeah, she could
1: have critiqued it, but no, she really liked this it. This is
0: as big, this <laughs> is as big news yeah. as in The Goodbye Girl, my favorite movie, Right, where they do Richard III and they have that crazy director, which is uh, Guffman and Mr. Benedict from Jefferson's. Mm-hmm. And he's the crazy director mm-hmm. who's ruining Richard Dreyfuss's career. Right. And it's the worst show of all time. It closes after opening night. And he's making Richard Dreyfus play Richard III as a homosexual. Right. And he's like... And Richard Dreyfus is really upset, but he has to go with this maniacal director. And so then after the show, where people were just... They hated it. He's... talk, And I've talked about this on the podcast before. I just can't find the clip. And he's talking to this woman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so what did you really think? And she goes, it was very you know interesting and he goes oh my god oh my god oh my god everyone everyone my mother loved it <laughs> and that's all i think about this is as big as ren liking it for however long you watched it right, right. and laughing along the way yeah and her being and you know she's been on the podcast <laughs> and the, the people that listen to this podcast love your daughter she's as do i and she's so funny and she says what's on her mind right and she knows Jessica as a fool so if she likes this and gets it and just finds it just stupid and funny, yeah, high, it's like my mother <laughs> loves it. Everyone, I mean, yeah, yeah. The, so the highest compliment of all time.
1: <laughs> she, I mean, first it's like Pengi and the Snowman, right? So she, right, that she's makes like, sense. She's like loving it, but she's confused as to what she's watching. And then we go to that first scene at the party, and. And then she's she sees you with the wig and the you know in like the sixties or early seventies or whenever it's supposed to be, and she's just like, "Wait, is that Just <laughs> Cow?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh." And then then the the scene where the wig f- goes flying off the head, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she was like on the floor, so like
0: ah! all the stuff that is made for thirteen year old boys she of a thirteen year old boy's mind making a movie like this <laughs> right, right. is effective with the young kids. Yeah, yeah. So Lee's kids were also watching it, <laughs> and they got upset because the penguin called. Uh, frosty, stupid.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There's a couple swears, and I think swears and, and stupid. I, no, no. But somebody says the p- Pengia. Or one you're point an idiot. Says like shit or fuck or something. Oh, that's and, what the
0: kids didn't like. And and Varen was like, she said a bad word.
1: She that's was, exactly what yeah. Lee's
0: kid... What has happened? <laughs> you know, when we were kids, if they said a bad word, it was the coolest thing anyone's ever heard. <laughs> right. You know. But it's like, yeah. So that's the only reason they didn't like it. She um, did not like it. She just pointed right. it out. Yeah, but she, Lee's kids are so paranoid you know like i was telling them a christmas story and i'm like uh you know so i was reading them something right i said you know why um this mouse was walking around because he's an idiot and they're like daddy he said a bad word i'm like (laughs) what'd i say yeah the hell did i say what's the matter with you fucking kids yeah yeah you anything mean is considered like so we're it's just gonna be (laughs) a nation of pussies um it's really bad because we already have kids that are pussies enough like myself (laughs) <laughs> that, um, you know, want to play Dancing on the Ceiling when they open their podcast. Right. So please, people, toughen up your children. Make them play Little League and sometimes have them lose. There's only, you know, we can't have all winners. That's true. Otherwise, society will not be able to survive. That's. Um,
1: cool. It's got really serious all of a sudden. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> really serious. Um. So, yeah. So that, all right. So, oh, so the ca- close caption. So... um. So, so right, as I told you last time, it cost nine seventy five a minute to do the closed captioning. And Memo, thank goodness, has found somebody to do it way cheaper, and he's supposed to be finished with it tomorrow. I don't know how that's possible I because either. I told you I actually found a very good script. Yeah. Because it, it turns out, I guess, as I was reading it, that we did stick to the script more than we think. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I have all the Pengy and freezy stuff and all the stuff that we had in between. I have it all. And I could have compiled it for the guy, right, right. And I can't imagine that wouldn't be easier. But this guy must be so because I, you know, like he was. My whole job fine. before I got this other job was transcribing. I know, I know, and it takes hours, especially when you have to keep pausing and you don't have a foot pedal, like I had as, as a secretary. Foot so, pedal. <laughs> yeah, you have a foot pedal an old secretary and you know that's the only male secretary and you know when you see those scenes from the movies where you have the decision machines on and i have a foot pedal and i'm able to type and use the foot pedal so i don't have to keep pressing a button and stopping wow and so this kid i don't know he must have some sort of software or something if he can finish it in two days yeah
1: i don't know if he like runs it through some thing and then he just cleans it up i don't know what he does but he's really he says he's does he do any editing like video mean, editing? Can, yeah, I don't I mean, think so. Can you make a trailer for us? Oh, I don't I can ask him but that's he's not Oh, also like
0: a, the other so anyway, we're getting that and we're going to... We also have to put um a, what did you call it? a logo or something? Oh, we, These need, are a we need a thumbnail. the things that require a graphic.
1: Yeah, there's key art that you have to give because you know like when you're scrolling through Netflix and you see the 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 picture, right? Oh, right. You need that's okay, what you need. Okay. So what
0: we were planning on doing is this was Memo's idea and it's a really good idea. Is we're going to mock up the Candio cover. Are we sure that's a good idea? Because I know then it just calls attention <laughs> to like just blatantly ripping it off. Or. Well,
1: I don't, I mean, I guess it's do you yeah. want attention? Do you not want attention? Yeah, like, I know. We'll just go for it anyway.
0: <laughs> so, Memo came up with it. We do the Candio cover, but I'm on the car. Rico Kasich, as right. Rico Kasich on the car. Um, uh, passed out. Passed out. You know, <laughs> like yeah, whatever. Uh, so, that's our plan to make a cover for Turbocharge. Because Memo was saying the one that um, like Dave made for us, Dave Curry. Is, is great and we uh, that was my plan I'm yeah. just using that one no, it's but awesome. he goes no it's weird cuz there's puppets and people won't understand I'm like oh that makes a lot of sense everything memo I was actually listening to what memo had to say For the
1: first time I think after yeah and it's funny years. when he
0: told me if you've seen the those of you who have seen the movie I go oh memo that's brilliant <laughs> I was doing the um yes. Andy Warhol uh, yeah scene. it's
1: like it's I mean we love the cover cuz it's like the puppets and whatever but if you're just some average joe looking at that and you see like puppets and some dudes in the checkered board race. It's like, is it a racing movie? Like, right. plus the word, the name. You know, Bren was like, why they call it Turbocharge? I was like, yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah, I wish your daughter was here <laughs> and say, shut up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not a good title, but it is a title. Like, what? Can it's you a title. Well, the title
0: with? is Turbocharge: The Unauthorized Story well, of the Cars. It is. Yeah. Um, it's just so funny. I keep thinking it's like you know, if if for some reason you know we 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 end up getting that season letter, <laughs> which you know we're waiting for. Um why would they do, I mean, besides all this stuff we ripped off, I'm just saying the cars in general, who's ever left in the cars, whoever right. owns that estate, like, why would they get into, who's going to make a movie about them? Who's even going to make a documentary about them? The problem with these guys is, which we were depicting of in the film, is that they don't have any tragedy. I mean, maybe they have personal tragedies like we all do, right. but they're not the typical rock band that has... The drummer with one arm, or you know, <laughs> the guy who can't come out of the closet. You know, they they just don't have anything. And right. that's why no one this is why this is what made it so funny. It's right. just there's just nothing to talk about. They just happen to be a strange looking bunch of boys that made really interesting tunes that don't really hold up a lot of the music. Doesn't it <laughs> doesn't actually hold up some a lot of the first album completely holds up. Right, but the Heartbeat City album that stuff doesn't really hold up at all. Those, those songs,
1: it's the videos that make the, it. the videos yeah. that
0: made it, and it, that's what made them so relevant. They were in this time capsule, and the songs, even though we love them, right. they don't hold up for oh, normal funny, people.
1: The guy transcribing it, it was like, "Oh, I haven't been able to get Drive out of my head for weeks since I heard it like two weeks ago." Well, that's, yeah. Well, Drive is the only one. I was looking
0: on Spotify and I was looking at all these 80s songs, and the only cars one they have is Drive. Right. Because that is a legendary 80s song, but it's not a normal cars song. Right. You know, too. But, um, and that's my least favorite song just because, I mean, it's good in different ways, but I like when Ben Orr sings um, because he does have an amazing voice, as Kevin Cash says. Angelic. Angelic voice. (laughs) When will the get to see my angelic voice? I don't know whether you guys know, those of you who, uh, See the movie, or what? We tell you now that um, this is so great. I don't know whether I ever mentioned this before. I think I did, but the guy who plays Ben or his name is Kevin Cash, and we used to act together for many years, and he was in all my stuff because uh, we were very close. Is got out of acting, and now he is a uh, what? Do you, I don't want to say it the wrong way. A, a corrections officer at Rikers Island, right? Right. I mean, how funny is that? That's going from the most opposite of things you can do as an actor to going to this other thing. And he was in the paper for getting beaten up by all the inmates that tried to escape. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's a the, movie that's... in itself we should I make. know, it's so funny. <laughs> that's the What he going to do if they close it? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. This mayor is out of his mind. This mayor's out of his goddamn mind. Do you... there's a major homeless problem in the city. Now, I don't know what Bloomberg and Giuliani did to get rid of all the homeless people. Um, I, I don't know whether it, it, there's foul play involved where they just were gone for a period of time. I don't know where they went. Maybe they went to shelters or whatever they did. But this city was cleaned up. And this new mayor, they're all back and in droves. And uh, I was with Jeff and Attel last night, and I'll tell you more about that. Um, and we were just... Jesus Christ. I mean... There's just so many of them and it's very noticeable. And so today in my neighborhood, my, you know, quote, classy neighborhood, mm-hmm. I'm walking by the bus stop right outside my house and there's a guy peeing <laughs> in the broad daylight at one o'clock in the afternoon, just peeing at the bus stop. And I'm like, what what is happening? And then I went to pick up the paper. I get I only pick up the paper one day a week on Thursday <clears throat> to look at the college scores or whatever, those spreads or whatever. And um, I wouldn't go into the place I usually go because that guy was in there. <laughs> After I got my coffee, he was in there complaining about some price. And I'm like, oh, forget it. They let this guy in. Because there's this horrible guy in this wheelchair that I hate that's always around our neighborhood. <laughs> and when he's in these stores, I won't go in. And I tell them, I'm like, stop letting this guy come in here. But I guess everybody's nice to him. I just don't like the guy. He used to pee on my car. He's the wheelchair a rude, guy? So, yeah, I hate that guy. How did you know he I pee on your guy. car? He used to pee on my car when it was parked outside.
1: But how could he... That sounds hard for a
0: man in a wheelchair. Well, he's got to pee somewhere. Yes. He's drunk all the time, so he's always peeing everywhere. I see. Um, anyway, this was disgusting today. Uh, really disgusting, just right outside. And that's what it's just funny because we were talking about it last night. And then it's just, I'm like, wow, this is getting so bad. So we can't wait for a new mayor to come in and just uh, do something. I mean, that, you know, again, a new mayor could just win on that platform alone. And again, uh, You know, if you're gonna complain, like, no, we have to be. be I mean, nobody wants that. Even the people that care about the homeless, and and we all do, because at this point, I'm like, how can I say these things? I could be homeless in an hour. (laughs) It's true. I just so I just got my new rent form. You know, my Uh uh, I'm pointing to it to you. Yeah, Stonehenge, and uh, Stonehenge. It's it's uh, you know a, a new lease, right? And I. (laughs) I guess I'll sign it, but I—I guess. Well, do do the rent go up? Yeah, it goes up every year. A lot. There's like yeah, it goes up a minimum, but it's uh, but it goes up every. I sign usually a two year lease, and then and it goes up every. You know, it always goes up. You know, quite a bit. But I just you you know, but I don't know where else I would go. Even
1: with the new rent laws, like uh, the new
0: rent laws are the problem I'm having because I was trying to leave, and the new rent laws are actually more helpful, but not. To my plan after getting fired—that's a whole other story. But I'm just like, should I start? Because I just don't know whether I can. I don't know whether I can afford to live. Is your
1: plan to get a job? I don't. I don't really get your plan. I don't have a plan. Right? (laughs) Okay. This is the first. My plan
0: is to be a professional stand-up comedian. It's working (laughs) like a charm. No. Um. The funny thing is, I don't have a plan. Right. I don't have a plan. My plan had to do with leaving this place. Right. And um going to a different place. But, you know, I do love it here. I mean, my place isn't decorated very well, and I do overlook a brick wall in the living room, but it's still <laughs> a great place. I mean, right. the size is amazing, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And it's hard to leave, and I like the people in the building. I like the door guys, you know, all that stuff. And it's just, and it is cheap for where it is. And, you know, I won't be able to find, I'd be able to find a smaller place for the exact same rent. Right. Probably not even in Manhattan or nope. somewhere. So, Astoria, back to Even Astoria. in Jersey, it would be, oh, no. Um so so it's just funny because like this is like early retirement, right? <laughs> I mean this is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> right. Obviously I don't want to work ever again. I mean that's <laughs> a lovely thought, but right. who knows if I can pull that off. I was just talking about with my mother today about this because it's it's not a new thought. It's just like, boy, this is now that we're really into the meat of this, you know, <laughs> right. leaving the job. What a perfect life I'm leading. It's so... When I had my sabbatical five or six... Uh, uh, about five years ago, mm-hmm. I took a sabbatical for five, six months. And I I, I said, you know what, I'm always going to have to have a job because right. I'll never get up and I just need some somewhere to go. Right. And so I didn't think I'd be able to pull this off because I thought I'd just get depressed and not leave if I have nothing to do. But the stand-up... So always having shows at night is giving me a reason to go out. Now, maybe I don't really want to be a professional stand-up comedian or any... capacity. I don't love it, love it. Sure. But I am enjoying the social aspect of it for sure. And at least it gets me out of the house. Right. So when I wake up on a day like tomorrow where I have nothing to do, I have a show at night. Right. So this is really helpful. And then I was thinking, this is the perfect retirement plan for somebody like me who has no kids at this moment. Right. And... You know, like just living your day. You don't have to go to work. You can hang out. I mean, again, like anyone, if money is not an issue, then this is the perfect plan. <laughs> All right. But, you know, I do have these monthly gigs that pay my rent. If I can make the other monies. So do the monthly gigs pay your rent? Yes. Oh, well, that's good. Yes. The, so the monthly gigs pay my rent. So they just need one more of those kind of shows a month. Right. And then I'm making what I was making at the the law firm. Wow. So, so it can. I, I can do it. It's like right there. Right. You know, it's just so I'm getting more gigs. Right. As I go on, more people will realize, I guess he's staying back this time. You know, because <laughs> you I would always get rid of him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I would always come back and just, I'm preparing to open for Sarah or something. And then I'd leave. Right. Because I didn't care because I had a regular job and right. I'm just, I just don't give a shit. Right. But now I'm really planning on staying because, you know, it started with just opening for Sarah, but then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try and keep it going this time. Right. And then I got fired and I'm like, well, now I. I kind of have to, I guess. Right, yeah. But I've really been, you know, not, not working on it that much. But the more I go on, so uh, so this will air on, on Tuesday after. But th- t- tomorrow or Saturday, I'm emceeing at the West Side Comedy Club, right? Um, which I promoted last week, which is a brand new gig for me. And em- I don't mind emceeing shows. A lot of people don't like that. Are you like emceeing to be... every Saturday? No, just this particular I Saturday. See. But if I do well this time, which I did last Thursday, that's why she called me and the manager said, what can you... Do next Saturday, can you right. MC? Right. And I don't mind emceeing. A lot of people don't want to be MCs. Right. I couldn't care less. It's like perfect, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I just want to make money trying to do this. I mean, if I can pull this off, right. it'll be a miracle. Right. And then I have these monthly other gigs. So anyway, I just also heard from Gilbert Gottfried's wife uh, yesterday, and she asked me to host their big benefit they do at the Gotham Comedy Club oh. for their son's school that they've been doing for years. It's a big one with all the biggies. Right. And she asked me, to, I'm like yeah i mean sure. sure whatever you want i mean i can host i can do a sp- whatever you want me to do i'll do and she goes oh my god i love you so much and and that is because i opened for jeff and dave even though that was a, a sore <laughs> spot for me right i did that and she saw and she's like oh I, he does this it's like every gig leads to another sure, sure. it's good so it, it is good and and like i said right now it's only like five months out so Two years from now, it might be like, yeah, I just got right back into it. Like, it never... You know, like, I mean, we won't know because it's in the mix now. It's just kind of building a little. Right, right. And, um, you know, I'm trying to take it kind of serious, even though I, you know, I just can't because it is (laughs) ridiculous to, if you think, to take comedy seriously, but it is serious. It is serious. You got to work at it. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, and I am scatterbrained and crazy and... I don't have a plan and I should be doing more writing when I get up and stuff, but I end up going out for coffee, talking on the phone. And then I'm like, well, it's six o'clock. I guess that's good. <laughs> right. uh, but knowing I have something to do, you know, like it's okay. And we, we want to get the movie together and all that kind of stuff and all the kind of stuff I should be doing. But I really feel it will come, you know, like, I mean, I should, there's, I should be doing so much writing. I don't have stuff to do, but here's what happened yesterday. I mean, this is the whole um, podcast. So yesterday, like this is my, this is what I can do now, mm-hmm. not working. So yesterday, so Marina Franklin had breast cancer, and I can say this now. I uh, wasn't telling anybody why we, who it was or why I'm going to the hospital, but she's mentioning it now, and she's talking about it, and she's mm-hmm. doing a documentary about it and stuff. So so um, she got it taken care of, and now she's getting this radiation. I think everybody who goes through that uh, gets radiation to make sure it's completely gone right you know they blast it the rest of it out to make sure right so every day she goes for radiation so yesterday I so I said well I can go with you on one of the days because I'm not doing it I can even go on multiple days but why don't we do this and then we'll walk home from the hospital because then you can get some extra because that's about the only exercise I mean she's in good everything's good right it's not like sluggish or anything but who knows what radiation does to you but she still needs a little bit of exercise but she can't sure. box sure so you know we walk so last night or yesterday i got up and i city biked all the way to her house which is in harlem mm-hmm. so it's like four miles mm-hmm. and um and then i got there at nine in the morning and then we took a subway to the hospital which is on 168th street and right. then um then Rachel showed up. She was hijacking our good time together, which was really annoying. Because um, you know she's annoying. She's like, "Well, I'll meet you guys at the hospital." And she's like, "You're not going to be able to figure out how to get in the hospital." But this time, Rachel, who's like kind of a dummy sometimes, used her femininity to get exactly where we needed to go. It was amazing. Okay. I, it was so not Rachel. She just met a guy at Starbucks and goes. Hey, I see you work at the hospital. Can you tell me? And the guy I was like, "Sure." She looked really good, you know. Like it was really funny. I don't know why she hasn't done that more often. <laughs> but um, so then we walked back to Marina's house, had some lunch, and then I city biked back to my house, like through Central Park, because I thought if I was going downtown, it would be all downhill. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. There were so many hills. <laughs> I was talking to Rachel on the phone while I was cycling, right. and I'm like, "But the thing is." We got to realize, is that what you do, so?
1: Wait, did you go through Central Park?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't know I've never ridden through Central Park Oh, my Central God, it's nothing but
1: hills. You got to, like, if you stay I on the no streets, idea. it's better, but, yeah, you I go up no a huge idea. Yeah, and then, the huge hill. Yeah, the huge
0: hill is where I started at the lip of the park, right. uh, the most yeah, yeah, northern yeah. end. yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never been to Harlem before, so... This was, was, yeah, I'm amazed you even went. I believe me. uh, like a... it was uh, <laughs> if she wasn't mistaken, I would not be there. <laughs> I was very nervous, uh, but um, yeah. So then, yeah, the oh my god, I thought going downtown meant right. downhill, <laughs> and it does not. It was like crazy. It just um, there was so many hills. It was horrible, and then so then I came back. That's why I think I I I, I didn't shower today. So I'm sorry. No, um, right. so I came back to my house. And then uh, had to leave to go to Brooklyn. I went to the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets home opener. Oh, the Timberwolves. Yeah. Oh. How, how did you, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, I know things. <laughs> what? They how lost by you? one point. How did you know that? Game. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Since when do you know that? <laughs> I know shit. <laughs> what can I say? You know, I know a what little bit of hell's this. going on? <laughs> I know here. A little bit <laughs> of that. <laughs> well, yes, that's exactly what happened. Uh, so, if you see my Instagram feed from uh, you know Thursday night or Wednesday. See, I ran into a girl from the old office and um, somebody I like and who I keep in touch with now. And um, she took a picture of me. I told her where we were because I couldn't care less about the game. I was texting the whole time. <laughs> and um, I just like going and I like those buffalo bites. You know, that's <laughs> why I like They have that buffalo bites, which is my favorite right. um, stand there. You know, it's buffalo bites and they get french fries, which I normally like, but I put relish and barbecue sauce on them and it's making my mouth water thinking about them now. <laughs> but the buffalo bites are delicious. It's worth the price of admission. Well, that's the beauty. We sit next to, Lee has season tickets, we sit next to this guy, Jono, Abrams, who I've had on this podcast before, who used to be, uh, working with, uh, John Hughes, mm-hmm. and you know John. His first day, he goes, "Hey, why don't you come and sit with me? I'm seeing I'm seeing a screen in my new movie. It's called Ferris Bueller's Day Off." I <laughs> mean, this guy's unbelievable. And we sit right next to him. Uh-huh. I mean, that's how we reconnected. where he was on this podcast, you know? Right, so like, right. Hey, so he had the net, you know, we sit right next to each other. So he has an all-you-can-eat food. You can go to any stand. You show him the magic ticket, and everything's free. What? And you know how much money <laughs> everyone knows how much money that saves at a sporting event. Right. It doesn't include alcohol. Right. But. The You know, we, uh, I don't even, know so later I used it again for my friends and they came down. We got three popcorns and two sodas and a water. So it, it would have been tr- $40. He
1: can hand it to you and you can use it? Yeah. That's crazy. And they
0: scan it and it is beautiful. Wow. So that is a game changer. I mean, it must have saved me $100 yesterday because yeah. normally the person who gives you the free tickets you got to buy the food for, right. but now we don't have to. He just gives us the ticket. Wow. And we just, we can go to any stand in the place. And get whatever you want. So Lee doesn't have that, but this other guy has it. That's right. Wow. But he goes to every game. Lee has, I think he, he has season tickets, but he gives 10 away, and then he sells 10, and he goes about 20 games. I see. Whereas this guy goes, this guy, Jono, and again, he's been on the podcast, you can listen. He likes to have something to do every night. He's one of those guys. <laughs> That's crazy. And, he, and so he also has Islanders Oh, yeah, he's tickets. at
1: Lee's. Parties all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. right that's what you have met him.
0: Right. You've met him and his lovely wife or girlfriend girlfriend or whatever who works in movies, right. just set design. Right, right. Uh, Elizabeth. Yeah, She's yeah, really yeah. cute and age appropriate. Uh, so <laughs> if they ever break up, I'm all in. Um, but um, he likes to have something to do every night. So also the Islanders play there. This is their last year playing at the Barclays Center. So he also has a full season of Islanders tickets. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. So he plans something every night. I just can't understand that because I have to have nights like tonight right. where I'm not doing anything. Right. And normally this is uh, me and Audrey's date night right. which you usually uh, you know hone in on. Uh, somehow. Uh, which is really funny. Well I like going out Thursday nights the football game's on you know it's kind of right. funny but, right. but Audrey i um, had to go back to Virginia or something for something so we were able to just hang out but it is funny and again, we were talking about that day it was so funny I'm like, please stop asking my friends for work or their numbers and then that day remember we thought she was making a joke shes like memo, I need a job at Sesame Street okay. and I'm like you you're doing it right now she's like no, I'm not like I thought she was doing a bit remember right, right. anyway she's it's a, all right she's nice I know exactly she's okay So um you know I'm I told you I'm doing her show down the street right? I yeah, the that bar, on, right, you know, right. 54th Street, right. <laughs> November 6th. I mean, it's so funny. So I asked Jody and Kenny to come and Caitlin, because they all live in the neighborhood. I'm like, you got to come to this show. Right. You have to come. You know, it's an easy commute home. Right. Um. Anyway, what was the point of the story? Oh,
1: I didn't know there yeah, was one.
0: No, there's a point. So... um. Oh, right, the Nets game. I was talking about the Nets. Uh, oh, this guy, John. Right, with the free food. That was really awesome. Um, the girl took, uh, and she took a picture of me and Lee sitting in the stands, like, really far away, mm-hmm. and circled it, and put it on Instagram. Just gal. You know, with an arrow. <laughs> and it's really, and it's just him, like, rooting, and me just texting. And I, I always felt bad, because he was like, oh, but I bet on the game, and it was three and a half points, and they only, and they lost by one, so it was like <laughs> two I knew I didn't like that bet, but it's like... And I waited. I'm like, I'm not betting it. I'm not betting it. I'm not going to do it. And then I'm sitting there in front of the stadium. I'm like, well, <laughs> it makes it so much more entertaining. Oh, I got a problem. It's horrible. Yeah. But it was a very exciting game, and it just what a amaz- And Kylie Irving scored fifty points, a franchise record. Yep. And they lost, and he took the last shot, and he didn't make it. And boy, would that have sent everybody home happy. It's... So after that, I my friend Katie and Andrea were in town. And, you know, she lives in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, they used to be waitresses at Catch Rising Star. So I've known them for years. But, you know, Katie and I, you know, used to... Anyway, that's not the important part of the story. Um, I have been using that old computer that always, uh, when I press the volume up, it just stops. And then it goes up again. Anyway. Every time Memo comes, my other computer fails. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, now they're like 40. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I met her when she was 18, um, which is funny that I do continue to do that. Right. No matter how old I am, right. I meet children. Yeah. But I'm friends with them forever. Right. It's like dazed and confused. You're like that guy. I'm that guy. I'm Matthew McConaughey. Right. I don't remember the line. It's.
1: He's like, I, I love high school girls. Yeah. I keep getting older and they just stay the same. Yeah. Just, you know what I'm talking exactly. about. Anyway,
0: they came to town. So then I went to meet them at 11 o'clock at a bar. And then Jeff Ross came and he was in town and he came over to the bar we were at. And then they go, hey, can we go see them him perform? And because he's going to go up with Dave at the cellar. And I'm like, um, well, you girls are drunk, and you know that your sister in law caused me to be banned uh, <laughs> for two years after that. And then they ripped me a new asshole on how they weren't drunk. <laughs> no, we're not. Fuck you, Jessica. Don't don't you fucking compare us to Kayla. <laughs> uh you know and i'm like i'm not comparing you to i'm just saying i gotta be careful because you know i work there now and i'm just very careful about who i bring in i'm like i know you guys are cool i know it i know you're not the regular i was just just saying it and i was basically <laughs> saying it to see what the reactions were and after the reactions i'm like i think i'm right now because you guys are crazy you're right. acting crazy i don't think you're fall down drunks you're not like kayla who is the one right uh, remember at the marriott marquis right. who you know i dropped her on the bed looked out the window <laughs> her clothes were come on just go fuck <laughs> um that's her sister-in-law those that's the one that got me banned from the cellar right. but no i know they're not like that they're my friends and they're cool and they're good drinkers but they were slurring their words a little bit and i don't care i was calling them and i didn't they were drunk so i'm just saying basically i was trying to tell them we just need to be on our best behavior but then i was playing this for you and i didn't plan ahead <clears throat> i videotaped uh katie talking right to um to kind of prove it you know like the next day and she goes fine you can videotape me so let's see i'm gonna try and uh
2: <laughs> and if i was if I was, I would be like, no, I'm not taking a
1: picture of it. No. No. If, I was, if I was, I'd be like, what? Oh, two drugs to do anything?
2: I'm like, sure, sure. I can. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I, I mean, mean, no, I don't, I don't think you're. Do you think you're drunk now? No. What makes you say that?
2: Is That okay? because I mean, you're accusing me. It. No,
0: I'm not. I'm not. I just, I uh.
1: Have I drank a lot? Fuck yeah. Do I have to stand up in front of like 12 executives at a place tomorrow? Yeah, so I probably should go home. No.
2: no. Yeah, no, I should. No. no. I, should. I should go home.
1: But don't tell me that I'm too drunk to do something. What reason you're recording? Yeah, you told me so.
0: <laughs> so I mean that's some, if you accuse somebody of being drunk and they just keep trying to convince you that they're not drunk, it's usually do, do, have I drank a lot tonight? <laughs> fuck yeah. Do I have to get up in front of twelve executives tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, fuck yeah. And I should probably go home. But don't accuse me. I mean that sounds pretty drunk to me, right? Yes. I'm not crazy, right?
1: <laughs> no, she sounded drunk. I
0: couldn't care less. We always get drunk together. I'm just saying if you're gonna come to my work right to my quote office now and right. i'm trying you know i'm trying to just right right i'm trying to be good i don't right. want to bring two horace twats and they're <laughs> so not but uh, you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. i don't want to be in any trouble <laughs> right at this club that you know is good to me you gotta play it safe and she called me this afternoon, and she totally understood. She was like, I get it now. And Dre was out of line because she was going like, fuck you, Jessica. The only reason you don't want us to come is because you don't want us to see anyone else perform except you. <laughs> and I'm like, "What has that ever been? You? What do you think? I'm like, I can't believe you like David Tell. He's horrible. I'm like, I've never been like that. And, I, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. And then my friend Katie called me today. She goes, "That she was out of lot. I know you're not like that at all. I'm like, I know. That's why I knew you guys were totally hammered. Right. But, again... Still fine to bring over. It was like a test, and you failed miserably. Right. You know, like all they needed to say was, "Oh, do you really think we are?" If they had said that, i would be like, "Nah, not really." You know, then it would right. been fine. Anyway, we right. went over there because then they so you did go. Over we there. went over there because I got nervous that they were just going to be so angry forever. So we went over there. I texted my the manager and I said, "Can we just sneak in?" And you know, because you got to go in and right. be quiet. And right, they, they weren't screaming. They're not like that. So we went in. We saw them, and they were really funny. Really funny. It was like, oh, my God. You know, I always try and remember the material, and I can't, uh, whether it's from drinking or just because they come up with something else. And then I'm like, all right, I'll remember that one. I'll remember that one. But I do remember Tell was talking about that uh, climate change girl. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Greta or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was doing an imitation of her, uh, trying to date or <laughs> whatever. And he goes, "She goes, I, I will meet you under the windmill next week, or whatever, <laughs> something like that." It was so funny; the crowd was going crazy, and Jeff couldn't contain it. He was laughing so hard he had to turn his, his back to the audience because he was laughing so hard. <laughs> whatever he was saying, like, "I'll meet you under the windmill." <laughs> it was really, really great, and. um it it's so funny what just comes from that is that people just are like, Atel is such a genius. <laughs> That's yeah. what always comes from the two of them together. Right. And I'm like, I know, but Jeff understands this. Right. You know, like, um, and he's grateful that he can still do this. You know, he knows yeah. Dave yeah, yeah. is just Jeff can talk and talk and talk and still be really yeah. laugh out loud, funny, totally laugh out loud, funny. And then Dave just tops it we just wait right and his, his his mind is you know that's why he's such a a moron you know it's just like his <laughs> mind is another level of genius right. of comedy and then think about that. Two weeks ago, I was talking about how much I hate him, but <laughs> right. he'll always be my favorite comic. The guy you know. The guy good. is a fucking living legend of comedy. He is really good. So Jeff does a shout-out. He goes, Dave Chappelle's here in the audience. I'm like, well, why?" Well, yeah, I just, I wish these were girls I was trying to go out with. Um, <laughs> and people are clapping, and Dave's like, no one knows who that is. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. <laughs> fucking jerk off. <laughs> anyway... Uh, so then we, uh, I went up. To, then uh, this guy Dan Soder, Soder who's a really great guy, funny. He just filmed an HBO special, so he was having a party next door. So then I went to that, and then me, Jeff, and Dave went to the diner after the usual at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff said, and I wrote this one down. He said he was getting a new publicist. And he—he uh, he, he was getting a new publicist for real, but then he said the joke was that um, his new publicist, this guy Ronan Farrow, and uh, I mean, he's got to be good. He must know comedy. Is that is he's Woody Allen's kid? You know? <laughs> <laughs> And then we were la- <laughs> we were crying, laughing at that one. That was like really, really good. Were the girls still there by that point? They went no, no. no it's just the three. They went home. Well, she had soccer for twelve weeks right? right. Um, so no, she went home. I mean, this girl, I don't know how she got up. She got up. She had to be like up at seven in the morning, really doing a presentation. I mean, she works for a fragrance company, and she's got like a serious job and three kids. Wow. So um, and she lives in Orlando. She was here for what? business, you oh, know. So, but she's really good at what she does, and good at handling hangovers you know so, right uh she knows i mean her whole family is a drunken mess remember i went to the her wedding with her mother-in-law right and I she fell that. into the pool right yeah I remember yeah remember that. that and she's from jacksonville right and now the story has come full circle right. Right. uh so yeah i got home at like five in the morning and i slept till one today and i mean it's just like i'm like oh i don't know if i want to go out this late i'm like i don't think that way anymore i'm like yeah what am i doing tomorrow right i'm doing nothing right I mean this is fantastic. If there's a way I can pull this off where I can just somehow you know make money through comedy. I mean I guess I guess I win. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was the plan like 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, 30 years so... ago. Well,
0: but it never was because I didn't I never thought I'd make money at stand-up comedy. Right, right. It's just I'm not good.
1: Well, you, you, you keep, I think, it's just you just don't believe in yourself, right? Because I mean, you actually are doing it. So you I can... don't
0: believe in myself when it comes to stand-up comedy. Right? I know how funny I am. Right. Off stage. Right. Right. In the green room. Right. And I know on stage, I, you know, know if I'm in a good mood, I can transfer that. Right. But that's rare. Yeah, but it just takes practice. It does take practice, that's and all. that's the whole key: is to just keep going on. Right. Exactly. So these gigs will, I will get better. I will become stronger uh, with these gigs, starting with uh, tomorrow. Again, this, this comes out on Tuesday, but, um, you know, at that guy's apartment in Queens. <laughs> right. Oh, you're doing that again? Yeah. Do you do that every week? In October. Oh. Every week. It's a haunted house party. Do you want to come? I would love it's to. It's at 10 o'clock tomorrow. All right. I lo- I'd love to. You got to come. It's great. It's yeah, in the yeah, store, yeah. Yeah. Um It's yes. the kid's house. No, I was I was thinking <laughs> about how I would
1: have originally ridden my bike there, but, you know, they stole my bike. Yeah, I did hear about. that. Was I was crazy. upset about that. I couldn't Where are they steal it out of? This is the most ridiculous part. In the West Village, in front of like a really fancy bar, it was not even. It wasn't even like in Queens or whatever you might have thought. It was literally. And again,
0: this is why the city bike is the shit. I know because that doesn't become an issue anymore. Right. Parking I mean, it, locking yeah. it up, not an issue. You yeah. Park the bike, you're done with it. For you, for when you have the bike in the city, which is fun and great, and you have a good bike, right. not only do you have to lock it up, worry about it getting stolen, and it will every time. I can't believe you lasted. That's why you had a crummy bike. Yeah, that's why I kept a shitty bike right, for right. that reason, yeah. But, and you, it last. you did, you had a pretty good ride. Oh, with yeah, it, it lasted right. forever, But yeah. you know, at some point, it's going to get stolen.
1: I know, but I was shocked that that's where it got stolen. Well, of that's, all that's, the places. But
0: that's the thing. It's always going to be the place you're never expecting, guess, yeah. you know, you would, because they probably don't steal it in places like that because like, right. it's too obvious.
1: It's just funny. There's literally like 10 bikes on that block and they chose the worst uh, Like what they got like four dollars for it like there's nothing on that bike maybe of somebody any just valley. wanted to ride home maybe who knows but
0: maybe i mean that's the that's what made the difference for me with the city bike is right. that you park it leave it and it's done because that's the other thing if you go somewhere else and you go with a bunch of people you're gonna you are you got to go back and get that bike right right and you know what a pain in the ass no
1: i'm all for it I, we don't we just don't have a city bike yet at our, at our neighborhood you don't no are you we're sure? We're still waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: because I thought they branched it completely out to Queens. No.
1: I mean, yeah, in like Long Island City, but it hasn't reached our our neighborhood. That's odd. Um,
0: So, and the thing about the other bikes is what people were doing, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. They take the seat off. They take the wheel off. <laughs> yep. They take the handlebar. I mean, it's like, well, why don't you just break down the bike and put it in a briefcase and carry that around all the time, which is pretty much what they're doing at this point. Right. Uh, but that's, re- that's a ridiculous way to live. I, I don't know if that's worth getting around town that way
1: no i mean for it was just it was cheap i mean that's the
0: thing i didn't like riding the bike but um boy when they get those pedal assist bikes again back oh yeah that that i could have oh i could have used that going uh Harlem, you know, like it's just up those hills. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's great. Yeah, the I rode that in Seattle, ride, and it was amazing.
1: It's the best. Yeah,
0: when you ride over the Queensboro Bridge, I mean, that is a, what is that two and a half miles uphill? Yeah, it's, a it's two miles uphill. Yeah, it's some work there. maybe one. it's a mile and a half uphill, right? Because the bridge is maybe two miles span. So the the first mile and a half is uphill it's, only. It's a lot. No of matter work. what side you're coming from, obviously that's what a bridge is. You know, so oh my god. Yeah, I've done that before multiple times. And especially even when i not coming from your house, but if I come from Astoria, they have the bikes there. And, right. Uh, with the pedal assist, I can do it. But oh boy, it's really tough. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm all for it. But yeah, I, I uh, was normally I would walk home from last night, but it was chilly. And I realized I had walked enough that day. I deserved a cab home on that day. So <laughs> plus, I really think I had to make a duty. Right. And you want a cab. <laughs> which everybody wants to talk about. At that point, so um, that was yesterday, and uh, so on Saturday, which you were supposed to join us for, um, I went to the Fiore's right uh, anniversary of the the pizza place opening and the for the firefighter, and I was wearing the shirt right. So there's a big picture with me and a whole bunch of firefighters, which is awesome. Uh, you know, when I run for Manhattan Borough President, right. I'll make sure that is the first photo that Better comes up. hurry <laughs> with that, yeah. Um, but it was such a fun time. So I got there, and, you know, I just, I like drinking cans of beer. That is just what I really enjoy. And they had cans of beer. They do. You know, and the ones I like, the regular Budweiser, not Bud Light. Oh, they had Bud Light. I didn't mind if they had Bud Light. I don't like switching from Budweiser to Bud Light, but they just had, I started with Bud Light, so it's okay. Just like cans of beer. I must have had five pieces of pizza because their is so it good. It's good. And I must have been there. What did I get? It started at one, I got there at two, and I was there until. Seven? Wow. I was there for like five hours. Yeah. Because Rachel came and she told me, you better not be bringing one of those girls we have to talk to. And I was. I invited <laughs> this girl. And when she told me that, I canceled because I'm like, oh my God, they're going to hate this girl. It didn't even occur to me that I would bring somebody that nobody would really care for. Right. But now Rachel has had all these interventions with me that I'm not allowed to bring around these girls anymore. They just have
1: to be over 35, I think. It's
0: not the age, it's (laughs) the personality.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think it's also. No,
0: it's not. But she was like, I don't
1: want to be talking to these girls all day. 29.
0: (laughs) Shut up. What do you know? <laughs> well, she looks like she's 45. So oh, Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, I had to cancel because Rachel was going to be angry. I'm like, but that's not fair to me because, you know, Rachel wasn't there for the first hour. So I really didn't have much, many people to talk to. I mean, I know, of course, I know Steve and Irene and everything was fine. But, you know, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know, that's why I right. usually bring somebody. But I knew so many people there that... It was okay, so but it was really fun. I don't know why you didn't come because
1: I had uh, other like other what? Family what did you activities? have to do? <laughs> I just stuff to do. You love. <laughs> nobody could, we, could understand. You, nobody you could know understand. We would have gone. Rachel if
0: we had... and Irene, Rena was there. Like, but I thought it was free pizza and beer. <laughs> why isn't Memo <laughs> well, first here? First of
1: all, I didn't find out about it till literally the night before.
0: So like, uh, but, yeah, well, Irene was very bad about right. promoting.
1: it. I didn't know before. You told. me. You're the one that told me. So like, I mean, I just
0: assumed you were going. The, it's free pizza and beer, Memo. Uh, no, I hear. it. I get I
1: it. I would have been there but we already had some i think but other it was a beautiful
0: day. We're all out on the street yeah um they had a table out in the street they had parking permits right um it was great you could just drink outside with the fire truck there the fire truck came by a couple times you know different fire trucks came by right uh it was really really fun but you could drink on the street until the cops saw us and they're like you can't drink on the street <laughs> and then they got because they fire the cops hate the fire department the right everyone hates the cops so right. i was surprised they got the parking permits you know but they let it go and um it was just so much fun. And then I went to uh, <clears throat> my bar because it was my, the manager's birthday. And I got, went to CVS and I got her birthday card. You know, <laughs> wrote it up real quick and then gave it to her. Mm-hmm. And then went home. Because the next day I had to go to a tailgate and start drinking again around 9 in the morning. Yeah, you got to plan these things. So I went to the... You were supposed to come to that too. It's, it, weekends are tough. So, so I'm so mad at Lee because he's like, can you get vodka and Bailey's? And I'm like, are you sure you need vodka? Because, you know, I'm not working and I don't want to spend a lot of money on stuff we're not going to use. Right. I don't mind doing my thing. I'm not buying the food. You know, remember those tailgates? Tell- you just got me like 100 hundred, two hundred $200 right. for the food, the booze and all that kind of stuff. So I bought a six-pack of beer just for myself, the cans. <laughs> um, I like drinking that. I don't like drinking the vodka or anything because then you get too messed up. And... um so, you know, I bought the vodka, and then Lee goes, oh, you know, it turns out we have, like, two gallons of vodka here. Like, after I bought, like, on Sunday, <laughs> I'm like, I, man, that's why I called you. I'm like, are you positive you need that vodka? Are you positive you need that vodka? Because <laughs> then I also had to buy the box of Joe at Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Which is 20 because we put the Baileys in the coffee. It's really right. nice in the morning. Right. But, again, a beautiful day outside the Meadowlands so much fun we had a great time it went so fast we were there like 9 30 until 12 30 and it went so fast and a lot of times when i've been at those tailgates, i'm like jeez it's only 11 o'clock my right. god how long are we gonna be here for but this was like really fun there was these two kids that um i just met this gay guy and this and a cousin of Lee's, and i was just really making them laugh and it was really great we were having a good time and um did you keep the vodka no, I left it there. You know, oh. I can't take it back. You know, that's <laughs> something George Costanza would do. Well, they do. I mean, no, they keep it. Oh, as long Somebody as they use always it. uses it. Yeah. And then we took the train back. I didn't want to go to the game. Lee's like, I, but I have an extra ticket. I'm like, I really don't want to go. <laughs> I have a show at five o'clock. And so then the problem was I took the train back and uh, I, was, I was in a good mood. I just wanted to keep drinking. But I'm like, what do I do? It's two o'clock. I'm right. back in the city. Do I keep drinking for three hours for the show and show up at the show polluted? Which, again, isn't what I want to do, but this guy who runs the show understands because he's polluted all the time when he puts them on. So, But is this what I want to do? Am I going to drink by myself for three hours? So then I said, let me go home, and I'll think about it, and then I went home and canceled everything I had to do. I was like, who am I kidding? I'm not going to do the show. I'm not going to go to this birthday party. I'm just canceling everything, and that's what I did. So you didn't do the show? I didn't do the show. Oh. And then I realized I can't I, – I should have not scheduled the show. I cannot do both. I'm right. not I'm too old, and it's not right. I got to do one or the other. <laughs> right. I but thought maybe that, I could handle both and, I, and sober up and then go back to the show, which I'm sure I could do. I just don't want to do it. But d- does that like – hurt your chances in the future? Does that... No, result? not at all with this guy. No, he understood completely because he's a drunk, so he totally gets it. Right. Um, So then I just said, I'll just... I know I'm going to be depressed about this choice, but Monday, I felt better. The sun was shining. Right. Everything was good, and then I went to the comic strip Monday night, and everything was fine, and I hung out with Olga, and we went... F- we had a couple of drinks. I hadn't seen her in a long time, and I think I'm going to have her and her friend, this girl, Courtney Davis, who's so hot on the podcast... Because she just wants to yell at me for calling her an idiot. (laughs) And uh, that's always podcast magic. Plus, she also has this song called, Oh Shit, I'm a Mom, and it's really bad. (laughs) And um, again, that just sounds like podcast gold. You're going to play it over and over. So she's like, I heard you talking smack about me on your podcast. And I'm like, you know, so anybody that wants to debate and that stuff (laughs) is always welcome to come on. Right. Uh, So that'd be good. The thing about Olga is. She had a picture with Robert Klein, legendary Robert Klein comedian, and uh, I'm like, "Do you know, you know this guy?" And she's like, "No, I mean, I never heard of him before." And I'm like, "Well, he's kind of a living legend in comedy, you know. I understand you don't know him, but and he's not very good anymore. But in his day, I mean, he was a pioneer, right? And he was doing like real edgy stuff. I think he was the second host of Saturday Night Live.
1: Yeah. yeah, Um.
0: I mean, this guy's great. And then I was trying to tell her one of her jokes, and she just, um, started talking about. She just didn't care <laughs> And it was bothering me I'm just like No I want to tell you The history of comedy <laughs> You young kid You know Like I was just like No but you got to hear One of his jokes and I Wait, use it sh- all the time is she
1: She trying to be a comedian too She is a comedian Right she's a comedian I
0: mean she headlines At Governors and Right stuff. but she doesn't care about No she doesn't really care About the history of comedy I guess Yeah I, these kids Yeah I was trying to Explain it to her And um Just did not care Especially with the Jewishness stuff, I thought she'd appreciate this because it was very edgy back in the 70s to talk about anti Semitism and stuff like that. I mean, that's, I mean, if you watch, I tried to look it up. I can't find it, although I can probably get it on um, Hulu where they have all their Saturday Night Lives. Um, I think in the second time he hosted, he had this amazing monologue about being Jewish Mm -hmm. and anti Semitism. I'm like, boy, this is really risky stuff. Right. You know, even watching it now from 1976. It's amazing, and so my favorite line of his, which I do to this very day, is you know when you ordered the kosher meal on a plane, you know that they say it on the loudspeaker. Will the Jew who ordered the kosher <laughs> meal please come to the front to get it? Um, I mean, I do that to this day. You know, like I mean, it's just really funny. I did it to Dory when we were going to London, and I'm like, you should order the kosher meal. So they, uh, you know, like whatever. Say, like. I mean, it's the same gag as when you get in the tampons right. at the register. Right. Can you right. get a price check? Right. Uh, Exactly uh but it's but it's great, and that was you know that's ahead of his time you know, nobody was doing those kind of jokes back then. you know right. I talk about being Jewish. I mean, geez, when I think about it now, when I first started comedy, I wouldn't talk about Judaism. I wouldn't talk about me being Jewish. I was afraid, right I mean that's what makes Sarah so unbelievable. She just didn't care. even keeping her name as Sarah Silverman was badass cool when she started
1: it, It's funny you say that about Sarah, but then about Rachel, you give her shit for not changing it to Rachel Fine
0: well, Rachel should have changed it because her name is stupid. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But like... <laughs> Sarah... It's a... Well, but... Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> well, I always say that John Stewart was the last person to change his name because of anti-Semitic Holocaust repercussion reasons. Right. He changed his name. It was, you know, John Leibowitz or something. He changed it to John Stewart. And Sarah was the first one to keep it. Where is that why Rachel Feinstein doesn't mind? If Rachel Feinstein... Came out in 1989, she probably would have changed it. Right. Jeff Ross, Jeff Lipschultz, Lipschitz, <laughs> had to change his name because it's a horrible name. Right. He did not change it just for Jewish reasons. Right. right. That's a really shitty name. Right. Um, my friend Danny Vermont changed his name because his name was Danny DeVito. These are important sense. name changes. Right. Um, but yeah, I always say that, you know, it's so anyway, I was always afraid to talk about it. Now I talk about it. But, you know, it's not my doing. It's people like, ironically, my best friend, Sarah, really being a pioneer of comedy and, you know, putting it out there that she was Jewish. I'm like, maybe it's okay to talk about now. Right. That was something I really, I didn't want anybody, that's why I got my nose done. Right. I didn't want anybody to know I was Jewish. I mean, I know they're going to know, but I don't want to say it. Well, but it's so crazy. my last name, you couldn't tell.
1: Jews have been in comedy from the beginning of comedy. Like, it's like, so it seems weird that that would be an issue.
0: There was, you know, I guess when you were playing those, like Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks, like that never made it. They never talked about Jewish. Well, Mel Brooks did. Yeah, yeah, I know, and that's a that's amazing, right? I mean, that's but um, but it 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 was tough. You know, when when you're playing, these people were playing Grossingers and stuff like, and it was a very very Jewish community. Right. When you're playing, you know, like Western Pennsylvania and stuff, there was so much anti-Semitism. I just was afraid. Right. I didn't want to bring it up. And I, you know, I'd play these little gigs, right? Even just in Jersey, and. But what did Jewish comedians do? like? We you know, like Albert Brooks and
1: Woody Allen. And I mean, like they, they obviously didn't hide it. Like, they no, they have...
0: didn't. I just wasn't um, brave enough to. I don't. They didn't hide it, and like I said, Robert Klein was talking about his stuff. I right. was just. I don't know. I guess maybe they didn't come up against as much anti-Semitism as I did growing up. I right. I don't know how that's possible. Right. Right. But. I did encounter so much you yeah, know in, yeah. in junior high and 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 then doing comedy. Right. Um that I guess it just really disturbed me that I had to tell people I was half Italian, half Jewish. Right. Well, uh, just like Howard Stern did. And this was before even Howard, Howard Stern used to tell people he was half Italian because he was afraid to mention it too, because right. he mentioned it finally on Oprah once that he was actually all Jewish. Right. And it's just I don't know. There was something that was really it's hard to explain. No, it's Just,
1: interesting. Yeah. It's, uh...
0: Like, I remember telling this receptionist at my old office that I was half Italian, half Jewish, and then you know, everybody's like, no, he's not. <laughs> but she wanted to believe it so bad. Right. No, no, his dad's Italian. <laughs> Just cow. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, no, no, she, she would not believe that and we fooled around because she thought I was half Italian. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm not going to fool around with a Jew. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, when I think about it now, I guess it, that all just, but now I, you know, that's, now that's my right. whole act. Right. Uh, you know, just, I mean, now I don't mind, it's weird. Like, I, I always say, like, geez, I do too much Jewish stuff in my act, but I, who cares? Nobody cares now, I guess. Yeah. And now I just, you know, I mean, I, just, I guess, I mean, I don't know, you know, tell doesn't, tell we, I guess, who you also start, like, tell wasn't talking about it. Um, and our other friend was Mike Royce, who wasn't Jewish. Right. And I remember when he saw one time me and a and him were at a pizza place on the Upper West Side, and some guy was being really anti-Semitic towards us. And Mike had never seen that before. And he goes, oh, I didn't realize what you guys were talking about. And I'm <laughs> right. like, and we were just like, no, this happens to us all the time. Right. Just for our looks. Right. You know, we're not even saying anything. We just look Jewy, Right. And this guy was picking on us. You know, it's and, funny
1: that you, you'd think that that experience would make you more sensitive to black people no you'd no. be like oh i see no they're happened. horrible <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was talking about with marina yesterday <laughs> about how racist i am you know like and stuff and rachel was making fun of me right uh, for being racist but you know obviously uh well she said well you have a lot of black friends and i'm like but i really don't right. it's only people in comedy right which i guess makes sense because i mean what, what am i gonna say i mean that's yeah that's those are the black people i know right and I like a lot, you know. You right. know, I like, you know, but but I don't, I I don't have black friends. I just right. not because they're horrible. <laughs> like I just don't meet a lot of me, or maybe I do, and I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no. So I love Marina, but but it is racist, I guess, to say I I don't think of you as black. <laughs> and I told her this yesterday, and, right. and the fact that we could talk about it, thank God, right? I mean, that's well, she's why she's so it, cool. Yeah, she is cool. But it but it, it that is a horrible thing to say. <laughs> Meanwhile, the funny thing is, I you know, I love when she. Does black stuff. Like, I love. She was telling me a story, and I think she's trying to put this in her act. She was looking, I think she fucked up, like, when she had gone, she was looking for a female black doctor when she had her thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like that doctor, she was very nice when we met her, but you know, she's like, oh, fuck that shit. I'm going have a white, I'm running to a white guy, whatever. Like, some of the way she said it was really funny because. Right. The doctor wasn't as good as maybe she could have gotten. Right, right, um, right. She did have to go back a second time. There was an issue. I don't want to make fun of this doctor. But, right. You know, you're always looking for the best. And it is rare <laughs> still to this day to find a black female <laughs> surgeon. Right. That is rare. It's going to... Right. Years from now, it's not going to be even a thing. Right. You know, Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just kind of... But everybody, you know, when you're sick or you need a lawyer... You want a Jew, <laughs> right, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just funny, at least it's out there. They know I just'm confused, <laughs> but i just i just do you have a lot of black friends? No, I don't have a lot of black friends. I have some,
1: but I don't have no, a No, you're lot. not prejudiced at all. I've never met I don't anybody give like you. No, but you, I mean, you. don't give a shit. But it's but. like, it's you know, I mean, it's like we're all part of a system that has, like, segregated us forever. So yeah. it's like, like I grew up in Massachusetts. There were no black people yeah, there. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, like, no, there still had, aren't. Right, no. there were no Mexicans either. So it was, like, all white people were my friends, right? Yeah, so, like,
0: it, it's like I told you that one time in the 90s where i you know, in this one month period, I'd gone to Atlanta, Georgia, where I thought there was some sort of gathering right. because the restaurant. I've told you the story before. The restaurant right. was half black, right. half white. And I was telling my friends who were down there, I'm like, "What's going on? Was there a convention?" And like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Well, look at all these black people." They're like, "What are you talking about? They don't even notice." Right. But if you're from New York or Massachusetts, right. you're like, "What? Well, I don't understand. Why are there so many black people here?" And I'm like, "What? Then they don't realize because it's so funny." When you think of the South, that it's so mixed, because right. in our heads, the South is so still Confederate flag prejudice, right. and yet they have more interactions and connections with black people than what we consider ourselves up here progressive, right right so here in new york it's it's not half and half. there's you know maybe two or three black people at a bar or maybe five, but it's not. Anything where we think we're all okay.
1: Right. Although, but there's a million other ethnicities. Like, I mean. Yes, yes, a million other ethnicities.
0: Absolutely. So then that same year, I went up to Massachusetts and I'm at a bar and I'm like, what's wrong with this bar? I cannot put my finger on it until I realize it's all white. Right. No Latinos, definitely no black. Right. No, no. And, you know, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. And, and I wasn't having a bad time, but it was, something was off, and it wasn't until I processed it, like, the next day, I realized, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, There's it's true. no diversity here
1: whatsoever. Yeah, you get used to it here. I was in Portland, and it was really weird, because it was the same hipsters that you find in Brooklyn, but it was all and white. And they all
0: think they're so progressive. Right, but you're like, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, it's, like, literally all, 100% white. Yeah, this it's is it's weird. Yeah, it's fascinating, but, right? But, yeah, yeah so... As, w- however, that comes off the way I say it, or whatever. I mean, it is, it is. Uh, you know, I definitely am racist. Uh, yeah, but be, yeah, but you're aware of it. Yeah, but
1: I mean, it's like you're aware and and humble about the fact that it's like your upbringing had such a huge effect. I mean, it's like people aren't threatened. I know you got to get over it. Right. It's it's you know.
0: Um. You know, my friend at work. I was friends with this guy, he's a black guy, and they the guys and officers, they knew I was racist. Right. They're like, no, we know you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, there was this one girl who, you know, I told you got um got me suspended and she told everyone I called her the N word. Right. And I was so furious when I found that out because I certainly didn't do that. Right. And she lied. Right. And just and I just can't believe I was fired from this place when all this stuff was going on. Right somebody's spreading the word that I called somebody the N-word. Right, right. Ironically, did of not all the do. things. Yeah, 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 right, right, <laughs> of all the things. And I was like, well, if you guys thought that, why would you even talk to me? Because right. I had to tell them, you know, I never said that. They're like, you didn't? Right. And I'm like, no. Tom was right there. He right. saw it. And 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 they're, and they're I'm like, why would you even talk to me? <laughs> they're like, I don't know. We just know you're racist. And I'm like, <laughs> well, i mean, not that kind of racist. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, that's a kind of interesting. Well, you're, but it's funny because you and, and Rachel and, and Marina, you and, and Sarah, you guys all call attention to it, and <laughs> right. you're like, "Don't say that anymore." And I'm like, right. "You can't call them colors anymore." Not, <laughs> no, but you guys always call it attention, which is good. Keep it up. I don't mind. Um, I'm never going to get mad that you point out if I even <laughs> say something where I don't think it's bad. Right, like I know right. calling colored people is bad, but it's just so funny when I think about. Everybody I knew growing up, sure they don't. They weren't even saying it to be racist, right? No, it was just the norm. <laughs> it was a colored guy, right? And he went over, you know, and he was sitting there and he was just right. minding his own business. But right. I mean, it's just, and I think I definitely say it because I remember those people. And when I say right. colored, I say it with the accent right. that these people I used to know yeah, say, yeah, yeah. "colored guy," you know, not a big right. deal. I don't know. No, yeah, that
1: back then that was the proper thing. That was the proper thing. Right. But like
0: there was all these Broadway shows like for colored people that right. you know, like whatever. It's like right. it didn't seem bad. It's just funny that. They keep changing it or, right. you know, again, you can't use retard anymore, which drives me <laughs> insane. I really – I don't want to stop using that word. I
1: know. I think it's a good word. I agree with you, actually. I like the good, word retard. It depends. But, well, there's different well, levels. Well, actually, actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't like the word retard because then you're calling a person that. But I do like the word retarded to describe T- something. To describe an idiot. Well, just to describe like a thing because there's no other word in the English language that actually – Fits what that word defines, right? And it's like it was written to mean exactly what you mean it, which is like something that slowed or slowed, held back, right? Right. So
0: you're like, well, that word is the word that's supposed well, to be used for use me. For I'm mad. I would never call an actual retarded person a retard, right? That's but that I just want to call something. you a retard once in a while because <laughs> right. you lost turbocharge, and so did I, and I deserve it back. Right. There's nothing funnier than the fact that we both can't find the final version yeah, of the film. I don't film.
1: know where that is. Like, I've looked everywhere. I can't. It drove me crazy. I have. How could we have fucked that up? I don't know. It's going to show up the in like The two of years. us
0: are such idiots. No, but we I ha- deserve the- to be called retards.
1: <laughs> I have it. Like, I, I tried to archive everything as well as I could. And then, like, what's the what's point? What's on
0: my files that I gave you? Not even that much. I went And why did you it? go to work late that day?
1: I was just stuck in the train. I mean, it was just like. <laughs>
0: it's funny. You're like, no, I'll definitely be there at 10, and I beat you to work.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just got stuck. But, like. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. There was like some random... I was like, this isn't even the stuff And that I guy at the was. door
0: was an asshole. Did you know that guy when you walked no, in finally? Did you recognize him? He wouldn't let me leave anything. I'm trying to remember which one it was now. I think I just I ran in I there. was so angry. I'm. No, no, it's cool. He said I could leave it here. Yeah. He, he, those, he had no idea who you were. It must have been just guess, bad luck. Yeah,
1: because those guys are usually really cool. I, they all know me. That seems weird, but... Well, you know, maybe they didn't know me, and maybe but Rich I knew suspicious. you, so he was
0: very excited to come down. And- yeah, I... Oh, I'm glad because it look he was looking at me like I was funny, or is he just a little retarded? No,
1: you you we hung out one night at a um we were hanging out and um, uh he came by. You had that oh you know when it was it was after we filmed the football thing and there was that girl that ran that company that was oh, filming. Oh
0: right, And that girl came. just got married. Oh there you go. Um oh he was there that well, night. Well he
1: came by later with another coworker and you thought they made a cute couple and you were super drunk. But like what? He, he's, How
0: dare you talk that he's, uh, way? To me?
1: No, he thinks you're hilarious and he's like, "Oh, I know Dave. Yeah, yeah, I'll come down." You got all. Excited. When I saw
0: him, he was looking at me like I was a moron. He was like looking at my the top of my head. I think I was wearing a hat, so I don't think he was looking at my hair.
1: No, I don't. But know. I felt
0: like I had something wrong with me, or he just maybe doesn't know where to look. Is he like a little weird like that? No, or? no he's just. Oh, no, I felt like he was just looking me over, like uh, he didn't like me or something. No, like see, he was he's... angry that he had to come down or something.
1: No, he's probably confused because he had. A, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh. but no, he he thinks you're really funny. So. He was. He's all. He went. He wants to come to the next show whenever that is. November
0: nineteenth. November nineteenth. November nineteenth. Let me give you the lineup again with the comedy cellar, folks. November nineteenth. It is uh, Rachel Feinstein. Ooh. Um. Vic Henley. Okay. Uh, he talks like this Dave. <laughs> I got to tell you that memo is something else. Uh, Dave Landau from Compound Media, mm-hmm. and Colin Quinn. Oh wow! Uh-huh, that's a show. It is a show. I'm gonna add somebody else. I can't decide whether to uh, no. add. <laughs> all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Nadim has been making me laugh lately, but I don't. I love him, but I I can't not ask <laughs> Joe Mackey. He's just so funny. Mackey's. I was gonna say Mackey. It's he's hard. The to, best. I can't use him all the time. He's great, but I think I'm gonna ask him because uh, he's just so amazing. Yeah,
1: he was telling me about his. Um, he he has been dating the same girl yeah, for like several years. Like an Indian girl, a Filipino. And and he I was like I at first I thought he was screwing around with me cuz we all have...
0: think he's screwing around. And, and he was We don't really... think he's they've had sex. <laughs> we think he is oh, I can't believe that's not a gag, <laughs> but he will not have sex until he gets married. Oh wow. So we don't know why he's not marrying this girl. Right. That's I don't know why point. there's not a sense of urgency. <laughs> and it looks like he's pulling your leg the way he talks to you cuz he's too kind a of person. Right, right. But Jesus Christ, I, he is that way. Right. You ever heard memos of Mateo's imitation of him? No. It's no. flawless. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's... Not to be believed. No, I love him.
1: He's as sweet as. And it, it, not to compare the two, but I just made. I showed her in the um Mike Bichetti scene with in the green screen. Oh, in the in Turbo Charge, you know, the, you s- turn out the lights or yeah. whatever. She was laughing. Oh, she was. Oh. Yeah, it was just hilarious. Well, this
0: is great. Listen, if kids like it, who cares? I mean, it is <laughs> really besides the the boobies. It's rated G, right? right you know, pretty much. Right. We don't even curse in it very much. I mean, maybe a couple here and there, but right. it really could be a G rated. Film just besides the boobies, which were important at the time because they it's were. from the actual video, right, right, Um, and it is hilarious when we just laugh because we're like, <laughs> "And this is going to be on MTV." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think I still think that's funny, right? Yeah, yeah. The whole my, uh, favorite, my the, favorite thing scene. I was laughing at the most again, and I think we talked about it last time, is just when we're singing the song and then we're doing the movements, right, at the, at the end of the, right. the uh, live aid. And we're doing the, the dance <laughs> movements, and then we don't know how to get off stage. I, that <laughs> now there's I a lot of crying, great bits, laughing, and of course, as we did talk about last time, senator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the the choreography scene was
1: hilarious. Um, I'm just so, I'm so glad Varen liked it. I now I'm like so into the movie again. Yeah, yeah, she thought it was really funny. Although I mean, she kept looking because I was laughing my ass off because I would remember all these things, and she's like looking at me like. Not because she didn't think it was funny, but obviously she was like, why, is why are you laughing so, so hard? Yeah. Right.
0: Well, she doesn't understand the behind-the-scenes <laughs> right, exactly. you know, stuff, which makes us cry laughing. <laughs> you know how much I was crying when we were yeah. watching that thing. Like, not even crying laughing, just, I just, I don't know. Like I said, when I turned to you, this is what I'll be remembering. <laughs> <laughs> it's our Plan Nine from outer space. But I'm excited because when this comes out, we'll see... We, we're not putting it out on iTunes because there's some sort of aggregator or something. It's too... But we're going to put it out on Venmo, you said? Vimeo. 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 Vimeo and, Venmo. Uh, Vimeo. And I guess that's it.
1: And Amazon. No, Amazon. Oh, right, right. Amazon right. Prime. Yeah. But
0: then I was talking to uh, Gabriel... um Bern? No, from Canada. Uh, he's an list- a, a avid listener and, you know, friend of the show. And very helpful. Always wants to help. He's saying Canada, there's a problem with Amazon Prime. Oh, now, now normally I would be like, you know, who cares? Right. But no, if we want to get into the rest of the world, because well, we do have listeners from around the world, well, that's where you have to start creating the other, oh, the language stuff. The language well, they're stuff. all English listeners, so it's okay. But right, uh, he said there's a problem with Amazon on in Canada or something. So, you know, if we put it out on this Vimeo or whatever, I guess that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. Or like Vimeo you is said, much you can simpler. do YouTube and still charge. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll just leave it. I don't know. I don't know anybody that uses Vimeo, so I'm right. not sure what you're talking about. Well, it's
1: just no. I mean, that's you know that um what was that show um that's now on HBO the high, you know the
0: Dark Tower or the no no high no the Tower? one about the pot the guy one.
1: no 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 oh, Le-
0: oh, that one is HBO. Yeah, that one. That started on. Oh, I know it was. High, I think it's called High Maintenance. Yeah, High Maintenance. Right. I was high so angry because I had a show called High Maintenance. High maintenance remember? Yeah, right. yeah. I yeah, was yeah. pitching it with David Tell. Right. <laughs> I so, can't believe somebody else. So, and right. it wasn't about pot.
1: Oh right, right. Well, that show started on the Vimeo thing, and like that's how it started. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And they, they've had a few things. I mean, it's just another way to get it yeah, out. Yeah, it's there.
0: just another way to get it out. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. You know, I mean, we probably. Well, maybe we can't hit the November 1st deadline now. Be- oh, so the other thing we're doing is we're taking the picture. My friend Michelle is going to paint right. this thing, and we'll do that. So, listen, we're we're getting it out as soon as we can. Just in time for Christmas. <laughs> just in time for Christmas. So, uh, I don't know. I guess it'll. It, we'll put it out as soon as we get it all figured out, and then just um, take it from there. It's uh, a good stocking stuffer. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking to see if I had uh, something. Oh, else look I at your to notes. Talk about. Yeah, I had a couple of notes. Hey, here's what's something I'd like to talk about before we leave. I think you'll like this. Oh, he's serious. I was with Steve um, last night. We were talking about this producer who I didn't know his name, but I definitely heard his name before. His Thomas name was, Baker. No, Jerry Weintraub. Oh, yeah, film producer. Yeah, film producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he died about two years ago or something, but I don't remember why we were talking about. And I was like, well, what is this guy done? I've never still heard of. Selling like everything. And well, then we looked him up on IMDb, yeah. and it was fascinating. Now, first, Steve had mentioned Ocean's Eleven and Twelve and Thirteen. and I'm like, big deal. What has he done before that? Um, He's done everything. So His up. name's always on the credits. Well, then the funny thing is I was just looking up. I'm like, oh, big deal. He did the John Denver show in 1974. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. because Then I saw Nashville. Right. Uh, I guess that's a Robert Altman one. Yeah. And then, uh, an evening with John Denver. Uh, I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this guy? You know, like, I was just like, and then there's the other one, John Denver and Friend. So (laughs) I think I started playing the Oh God clip, right? Because I was like, this guy loves John, he must have been crushed when John Denver died. Um, the Dorothy Hamill special, the Carpenter's very first television special that's the name of it. Oh, but then he produced Oh God. Right, Where It's the only thing that makes sense. He worshiped John Denver. He must have been right. blowing John Denver. <laughs> he might have been. So, yeah, he produced Oh God, uh, which is so interesting. And then, of course, the Carpenters at Christmas, the John Denver in Australia. I mean, then the Carpenters space encounters, huh. the Carpenters at Christmas portrait, John Denver and the Muppets a Christmas together. This guy, who I guess became a legendary movie producer. Right. Only produced the Carpenters and John Denver for the first ten years of his life. It's just so what an odd. But then he made a bunch of like so. Real then he movies. made Cruising. Oh yeah, which is the one I always make fun of with Al Pacino because it's like this gay <laughs> <Right>. biker <laughs> thing. Meanwhile, I was in a band. Mink DeVille did all the music for that. I was in a band with the lead guitarist from Mink DeVille, <laughs> Willie DeVille, uh, in Cruising. So I have a connection to that Cruising thing, which everybody makes fun of me of because it's so gay. The Jimmy McNichol special. Wow. I don't know if you remember Jimmy and Christy McNichol. uh, And somebody was asking me what's the song that they did together, and I don't remember it. Um, Hold on. I couldn't even. I'm going to find it. Start. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think I found it. Jimmy and Christy
2: McNichol.
0: I do remember this now. I'm looking at the picture of the two of them and they were like so. Now, Kristen McNichol, you might know from the uh, show Family and then uh, Empty Nest. Right. But Jimmy McNichol was never seen again. But I remember, I think they were. This is
1: just that George Harrison song.
0: Yeah, I know, it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: My Sweet Lord. Yeah, My Sweet Lord, right. Yeah.
0: They had a whole album. Here's the uh, song. It's called Go For It. it. Did they just rip off Beatles songs? (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: 1978.
0: That should have been the montage music in our movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know I love all those... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't believe that exists. So it's so funny because then I was just thinking how me and my sister are planning, you know, a big we want to do the routine, you know, from friends. We're trying to get in the Thanksgiving parade Wait, so we what? can do a duet together. My sister, I've been planning it for years.
1: The Macy's parade.
0: Yeah. We want to be in a float, and then it stops, and we're like, and now here's Beth Casper, and Dave Joskow, <laughs> to sing Mountain Greenery. <laughs> mountain Greenery, oh, what scenery in a mountain greenery where God paints the scenery, just two crazy people together. Um, it's a little awkward for a brother and sister to sing because the other words are like, if you love your lover, let blue skies, undercover, <laughs> but we we don't care. We're going to do something together. right? We've been planning a duet for years. How are you getting it on the float? We have a guy. Oh. We, Oh. I guess we can't do it this year I messed up again I tried to get this guy who works for Macy's I think I have to get more popular once Turbocharged becomes the hit it's supposed oh, to be it would have its own float then we'll have our yeah oh my god
1: those puppet heads in like 40 feet oh my tall.
0: god we should that would be amazing yeah so you know it's funny because I thought when they were saying Christy and go, I'm like is the song Nickelodeon they're like no and I'm like oh my god that's right that was Tatum O'Neill on Wonderama <laughs> singing Put another nickel in, in the Nickelodeon. <laughs> that's what I remembered. So then this guy did a Rocky Mountain Holiday with John Denver and the Muppet. Oh. It just doesn't end. It's oh, really funny. But then he did Diner. Yeah. He produced Diner. I didn't know that because I thought that was just produced by Barry Levinson. Oh. But I guess not. Um, it, it's amazing. Then he did all the Karate Kids. That's, all of that that was I was trying to remember what the big, oh, that's the one he's known for that's them, the like that's what started for. him out yeah. he did all of them even the reboots with right. that idiot Will Smith's kid um, and then John Denver the higher we fly he must have been blowing John Denver that's yeah, only, you know, they go back a long way it's a little weird although then people would probably say the same about you and me if I we was going to say <laughs> yeah exactly that's um... my stepmother is an alien. <laughs> Uh, well, then he had to move on because John Denver died, I guess, in the early 80s. Yeah. Uh, the Specialist, which I think was a Sylvester Stallone movie, maybe with Sharon Stone. Sounds familiar. And Emma Roberts' father,
2: I that we're, Eric Roberts. Oh, Eric Roberts. So
0: when you came over, I was watching Aquamarine, <laughs> which is about that, those two 13-year-olds with Emma Roberts, who you know you know, grows up hot, okay. so she's kind of sexy, um, even though she's 13. And the like 17-year-old sarah paxton who's a mermaid who just oh, comes to tampa i see and then you know she gets dry how shitty is flags. that? if
1: you're like a mermaid and you end up in tampa yeah no it's places. horrible yeah,
0: yeah i didn't even know it was tampa until they said let's go down <laughs> let's go to downtown tampa <laughs> and uh i couldn't i watched the whole thing and they have to go out and swim through these buoys so she can get these starfish earrings that just uh say compliments to her they're alive and they're like you're really pretty and i'm like i want to get those earrings
1: what why does she need those earrings
0: because she was going on a date with a boy, and she needs her starfish earrings. So she attaches these live, st- tiny starfish to her ears, and they give her compliments all night. You're uh, pretty. So wait,
1: how did she grow legs? Is it like the Little Mermaid? She wished it? Or? No,
0: she just came out of the water and when she got dry. She didn't know she could do it. Her father, you know, Aquaman, right? Uh, wouldn't, she want, he wants her to get married to a boy down there. But she didn't want to. So then she came on shore. And when she came on shore, she just ended up having legs. She didn't know she could get them.
1: Oh, so is that anyone can do it from her race? Like, that's just... I guess. Yeah. Or was she like, her dad banged
0: a human until so she's got like human power? No, I don't think that's the issue at all. Huh. So I guess anybody can come up and just be... But after sundown, she has to oh, go back in the water. One of those. So they put her in this water tank up in this tower. <laughs> And she swims there until the mean girl that really wants the guy that this guy has to tell her that she loves her. Meanwhile, this guy is the most gorgeous guy I've ever seen. He's probably like seventeen. He's the guy I want to come back as in my next life. Right. He's got the perfect blonde hair. He's like a good guy. You know. He's like he jumps in the pool. He's like a lifeguard. I'm (laughs) like, yeah. This is this is who I want to come back at. God, make a note of this. I want to come back as the guy who's in aquamarine. That's who I want to come back in as my next life. He's right. the most handsomest guy I've ever seen. And that's who you want to just for a day see what it's like to be that guy. <laughs> and then you realize he's probably miserable and yeah, hates probably. himself. But he's a nice guy, though. Wait, he's can, a nice can guy. Can she breathe? He doesn't know he's good looking. He doesn't oh. know, Memo. He doesn't understand he's, how good looking he is. <laughs> he's humble. He just tries to do the right thing. Meanwhile, there's the villain girl who wants that guy. Right. And she finds out that she's uh, you know a mermaid. And she's like... And she like pushes her in the water. She's really mean. Let's She's kind of gross. Wait, does she at night when she
1: has to go back in the water? Can she not breathe air? Does she have to be underwater? No,
0: she doesn't have to be in underwater. She just has to be in the water. You know what? That wasn't clear. Huh? Yeah. I, I want to really understand but the science. But if of you this. help a mermaid, you get a wish. Anybody? Yeah. Well, you know, I also it's so weird because I I don't like mermaid movies, but this girl was so hot, I let it go even though she's you know 12 but uh because i'm always afraid of mermaids being evil because of that one evil mermaid movie i saw that rachel still makes fun of me to this day Mm -hmm. because remember that girl i was making out with her gills right right and i thought she was touching my face with her hand and i thought it was her fin right because i was so high right and then she's like what's the matter why'd you pull away and i'm like no reason no now you have to tell me <laughs> well if i could be honest and then you just cut away to her it's just like that seinfeld episode like you mean the panties your mother put out for you i mean she was like what the hell kind of thing is going to see her putting her jacket on and be like don't call me anymore <laughs> um so then ironically now that we're talking about this guy also produced nancy drew which I saw because Emma Roberts was in it. I see. <laughs> it's a fucking problem. I also watched Nancy Drew on television. Now it's on the CW Network. It's a new version of Nancy Drew. Oh, here's something. And it opens with her sleeping with this black guy. And I'm like, Ugh, what's this? She's a white girl, a black guy. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I am, This is a racist part, folks. Yes, I'm very racist. <laughs> I don't like this. But then I realized the only reason I don't like it is because he's not an attractive black guy. I'm taking it out on him being black, but he's not attractive enough for her. So if it was like Denzel, you'd well, be I don't, fine. I don't like Denzel. Oh. I don't like
1: him at all. So who's an attractive black guy?
0: There's a guy on this show called Younger. I don't know his name. And he's sleeping with Hillary Duff. And I find him very attractive. So I have no problem with the relationship. So that's what I realized. I'm not racist. I just like <laughs> attractive people. Right. Well, that I already knew. Yeah. But uh,
1: who? what other black men qualify as attractive like that you would sleep with or whatever uh
0: it's not easy um I don't I don't uh I there is one other dude that I like but I can't remember what it is there's that Asian guy from crazy Rich Asians that guy can be in anything I'm all in I want him to be the new James James Bond uh-huh. and this guy is good looking and his body is un Right. This is sounding gay as I go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was wondering why you were staring at me. <laughs> no, like, no, no, keep it up. Yeah, keep please. It up, you, please. This is all good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Lee is yesterday. And remember, all he does is find new ways to call me gay. Right. And we've been doing it since high school. Yes, it is a form of homophobia, but we have no problems <laughs> with gay people. You know this. <laughs> right. And you know Lee does not feel that way. <laughs> right. This is what we do. And I've told you his geniusness. In finding creative ways to call each other gay, this guy says, and I've said this on the show before, and you look it up, you remind me of the athletic director at BYU University. And then you have to look it up. you got to do the work. Right. And you look it up, and you Google it, and it says Tom Homo. (laughs) Now, maybe it's pronounced differently, but it clearly spells Tom Homo. So yesterday at the Nets game, he had 12% left on his phone. And spent that entire time... Let me... You know what? I'm going to show it to you. Oh. He made a rebus. I mean, <laughs> if this guy isn't an absolute master at doing this, he made he took what's left of his phone percentage... He's committed to this ideal. ...and made a rebus. This is amazing. Okay, you ready? I'm going to just tell you what the pictures are. Okay. First, it's a hoe. Okay. Like a rake. Uh-huh. It's a hoe. Then he has the Moe's Southwest Grill picture so ho mo and what's that sex <laughs>
1: and then uh, you right from miami <laughs> right. university
0: An al al gore all <laughs> right Homosexual. Right, yeah, yeah. I Is that guy a, G- a rebus <laughs> to spell out homosexual with his remaining battery power?
1: So he was sending you these photos one by one? No, and
0: he like- said uh, he was sending them one by one, I guess, because um, I wasn't paying attention and I saw the whole thing at once. <laughs> right. I was doing something. I had my phone in my jacket. And he didn't even say, look at your phone. I was just looking for something else. And I'm like, are you out of your... And he was just looking the other way. It's like when... Um, who does that to me? Oh, Judy Gold. Does that to me all the time. And she'll be like, you're an asshole. And she's just looking the other way as if she didn't send it. Right. Like a little child. Right. Judy right. does the same thing, too. She calls me gay. Right. Or an asshole. And, you know, it's just it's so. But Lee, I mean, are you. Ki- I mean, this guy is a comic genius. Yeah, he is good. I mean, that's really funny. <laughs> and he remember, he spent his remaining battery power. He was at like 9% and he needed the phone to get home, you know, and he didn't care.
1: Yeah, he's committed. It's good. Oh, he
0: committed to the bit. Yeah. So again, this guy—I was just saying—this Jerry Weintraub. He also produced Forty One, uh, which is so funny. The Lachaim to Life Telethon, the Chabad <laughs> Telethon. I mean, this guy's so interesting. And then um, he went back to television, did a couple of TV shows, but then uh, Westworld. Mm-hmm. And all the Oceans movies, Oceans uh, 11, 12, and 13. He likes water. Interesting guy. Died. Uh, oh, and behind the candelabra. The um, Oh,
1: yeah. Liberace. Liberace
0: with uh, Matt Damon and Michael Douglas. Right. And Tom Papa. And Dan Aykroyd. Oh. Um, and also the Avengers, but the based on the TV series with, I think, Ray finds and Uma Thurman. Right. Which was not good. Right. Not good at all. And Sean Connery is the villain. In fact, Lawrence and I were very angry because we always thought Sean Connery could, should come back as a villain in the Bond movies. Right, right. And we were so angry that he wasted being a villain for the first time in the Avengers, a bad movie. Um, he died in um, 2015, four years ago.
1: Wait, is it the new Bond is supposed to be a black guy, right? No,
0: no, no, oh. no. That's mistaken. Okay, no, the new bo- the Bond is still Daniel Craig. Oh, what they were doing, which was getting my goat. <laughs> Because that's the one thing I can't have. Okay? (laughs) I am a white guy. I am a middle-aged white man. And yet, if all... And women and blacks and everybody else is taking over everything we used to do. (laughs) The one thing I got to have is James Bond. (laughs) So I, I, I just might have a problem with him being black. Yes. But of course, if he's handsome... I'll That's probably was be ask. all over That's it. But they were talking ask. about Idris Elba and I don't know if I find him as handsome as I want him to be. I see. Um, but what's happening is, this was the controversy, it is a black woman who, because he like went on sabbatical or hired, or retired. So it opens with 007 believing a black woman. I see. And then he comes back and takes the number back. Oh. So uh, I could let that... I'm still a little upset, uh-huh. but I'm trying to go with... Because I trust this franchise. They haven't really made a mark since Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. thought Spectre was okay. But I love Daniel Craig so much, I really don't care. Uh But Casino Royale is the shit. So this is his last Bond movie. We still don't know who's going to be, but I do hope it is a white man. I'm sorry, <laughs> but everyone who listens to this podcast knows how much James Bond means to me. So it
1: wouldn't be her again? Like when he retires, it goes back to this. It other better one. not be. It can't be a woman. No, it can't be.
0: That ain't cool. They got to put a stop to that. If you're going to continue the James Bond franchise, it's Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's time to be over. I haven't I been maybe I'm wrong. Maybe well, I'm
1: wrong. I haven't been following him, but I mean just by nature, he's the most misogynistic, like horrible he, like man as far in, in like this his stories. I mean like in the stories, right?
0: Like because he's a he's, he's a, a killer, womanizer. he's a trained killer and he can't have any attachments. Right. So that's why Casino Royale was so amazing. He found love. Right. And he loves somebody, and then she betrayed him. Right. Um, but for but but it did turn out later that she loved. Him. It was complicated, and they never had that in a Bond movie. Right. You knew in a Bond movie he might fall in love, but so the next movie is going to be in love with someone else. Right. This one you weren't sure, and and the way it all happened, and that's what makes it so good. She is a double agent, kind of doing it for a love of somebody else, and then because of him and, and his chivalrous manner she just falls for him and she can't help herself and it wasn't supposed to happen Right, and you get why he does because it's all that one scene which they for some reason cut out when it's on cable (laughs) where she uses the defibrillator and saves his life and then he says are you okay and she goes am I okay and that's the turning point the fucking movie they cut that out when they put it to cable I couldn't even believe it (laughs) if I ever get a hold of this Barbara Broccoli I'm gonna be like out of your goddamn mind (laughs) I mean she didn't probably have anything to do with it but anyway um, but yeah, he w- was in love with this girl, and they still talk about it in the fourth movie, right. you know, about this girl that he finally fell in love with. And so I think he falls in love with this, or he starts dating the last girl from Spectre, who's way hot. Um, but I guess she doesn't last or something. I don't know because uh, I don't think they wanted her in the movie. I, something must have happened with the actress or something. Because I would be okay with him. Right. I liked her. Right. I think she was in the last. No, she was just in this one, Spectre. Right. Um, uh, I, was, I
1: was just going to say that, like, it seems like the whole Bond concept sort of is like running its course. Yeah, during, I guess in this day and age. So I guess if age. you want to
0: move on, it's fine. It's just <laughs> everybody knows when I got fired how much the the fact that Bond was on every night on cable was meant so much to me. I just really like those movies. But, yeah, I guess I'm looking at it in an old man way. you going to be
1: tough. To, it's a tough sell in today's climate is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. So I guess if they're going to go a different direction, then so be. I mean, that's what the thing. They rebooted the franchise in an amazing way with this right. Casino Royale, and yeah, I mean, listen, they they call him a relic right. in many movies, right? Um, because yeah, they don't they don't need him anymore. He's unnecessary. I mean, they that the, most of the Daniel Craig stuff they call him, you know, the double the O's are you know outdated, right? Um, but that was the thing. He's a, he's an orphan, and he you know to do his job. In fact, I think he says it in Casino Royale, he goes, you know, he's like, um, do you care that you kill people? He goes, well, I wouldn't be very good at my job if I was. You know, he says <laughs> he says the line. Right. Um, so, anyway. That's that. Jerry Weintraub, everybody. Yeah, he's all right. Eh, he's okay. <laughs> oh, that was another thing. Jeff was trying out new material last night. Or not trying, we were just on the street talking about it. He was talking about how he's going... He's taking his girlfriend to the Holocaust Museum for something, and he goes. I think. Wait, right, I think I wrote it down. No, I didn't. Oh, I sent it to him so he'd remember it. It was something where he was like, "Yeah, it, it DC is such a hard place to get a hotel. We were actually staying at the Holocaust Museum, and they wrote my room number on my arm for some reason. <laughs> something like, I don't know. He'll, he'll work it out. And it was really funny." <laughs> And, um, I mean, what's better than hanging out with those guys for a day? You know, you're just laughing all night <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. And let alone with Jeff, you're high, you know, having a good time. I mean, it's super fun. What do you got going on this week? Just week? Sesame Street stuff? Jesus.
1: No, I'm uh, uh, shocked that you asked me. Um. Well, I'm, I finally had to come to that at some point. We've been talking for like two hours. Oh, wow. Um, No, I'm, I've am i been, um, oh, this is a long, complicated story, but I'm basically trying to get, Ah, this is gonna bore the hell out you're gonna be like where is this going so all right i've been doing stories for that for the past <laughs> hour and a half all right so um speaking of homeless people going back to homeless people right like the biggest problem the biggest reason why homeless people are proliferating is that no one can afford to live anywhere there's so many people getting kicked out well because they literally can't afford there's a lot of like there's like the traditional homeless people that you think of was like some crazy person or whatever right but there's right. a lot of people that actually are like totally normal hey i'm worried right and like you're right on the edge you should right so there's a lot of people like that who like had a job and like now they can't afford it and it's not just here it's everywhere it's everywhere but new york is a big place because it's so expensive to find like like we can't afford anything so there's like a a way of um buying land um for the like the the public the community owns and then you can build and control building it's called a community land trust and so the city can like give you public land or you can buy a building if you can come up with the money somehow. But like you it's a non profit building. So you can be like, we're gonna make these apartments, but we don't pay property taxes and we charge like a lot less. You can like control the the cost of
0: Wait So who would buy these places? The I community
1: know. land trust Using like grants And funding but And then, so
0: on So homeless people Who all live next to me no, 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 Or it's not it's people, not. people hate that It's not It's
1: not a shelter no, It's not for homeless people It's just It's just for people It's just regular people Who like, can't It's just such an expensive oh, city Oh so
0: maybe they won't End up homeless Right So right. somebody like me Right Maybe I could get a deal they're, They exactly. have a bunch of those places In the city Those low income housing But
1: they're not low income housing And they're also th- Those places have slowly dried up Yeah Like they there's
0: have. less and less of them Right yeah. It's not like the permanent. I Lawrence used to live in one For a long time Right
1: Right. For example, it was and, beautiful there. Right, and it was like that's one of the And Then they slowly turned it into market rate. That's right. Yes, they did. And then everybody got kicked out. He had to leave. Right, but originally that building stu- Stuyvesant Town, right, was like designed yeah. to be like affordable, mm-hmm. and that's what's mm-hmm. happening all over the city. So like regular middle class people used to have all these options, and now they have no options. So there, the CLTs are a way of like kind of buying that back and like creating buildings, but obviously it takes a long time, and you need like. Why are
0: you involved in this? Cause so I, how are you involved?
1: Well, because I, I got together with some um, people uh, in Queens, like different artists and stuff who were like, um, well, it's a long story, but basically after the whole Amazon thing, yeah, like I met a bunch of, because we like fought and got rid of Amazon. Wait, you were one of those yeah. people to get
0: rid of it? Yeah. yeah. Why? This is terrible. It was, oh, it ruined everything. It was
1: terrible for Queens. It yeah. would have been like the worst thing. <laughs> Why? It, why? Why would it would
0: have been terrible. It would have made more homeless people. No, now nah,
1: there wasn't going to be any jobs being created. That's bullshit. I that was trying to get a job there. <laughs> yeah, you could have How would you get a job there? It's <laughs> like a tech worker. Like they were going to hire anybody who's tech I send out workers. packages.
0: I know what I'm doing. I know how to tape up a box. It's not
1: that that they that wasn't the jobs that they were there. It was oh. like it was a tech it wasn't like one of their packaging buildings
0: i can't believe you were one of those people well, i wasn't out i wasn't
1: good. out like like doing marching i just wrote about it and like kind of spread the word really and so, and yeah, yeah, yeah people hate you
0: no people were like very thankful that's why they hate that alexandria cortez even <laughs> she's so hot <laughs> she is she's
1: pretty great. hot but um and we voted for her we're the ones that put her on the map that's oh. my neighborhood um so yeah so so this is a way of like bringing manufacturing jobs back to long island city because long island wow. city is like you know super expensive and whatever
0: so weird. and uh i was there last week i was like How it's crazy this have happened right it was such a dump when right. it was there well rich people disgusting i mean
1: bloomberg basically handed all that land to like developers and they built luxury houses but then all the all the manufacturing jobs went away yeah so it's this is like a way of bringing manufacturing jobs back wow so that's fascinating anyway that's what uh, that's what i've been up to wow for anybody that's listening, did not see that coming <laughs> yeah you know that's true. what
0: makes you such an interesting guest you have you do the exact opposite <laughs> stuff that i like to do it's true it's um, true
1: i won an award last week actually you are yeah it's really funny i didn't i don't know how it happened what's it for for like community latin leader shut friendship. up no jimmy van bramer gave me an award jimmy van wonderful. bramer yeah i don't know that oh he's one of like the that's city council a, did people. you
0: have a ceremony yeah they had shut, a ceremony why did you invite me i it was
1: kind of weird i, I do not think i'd anybody. go to that nah it was it was all mexican people like you would have been so? like oh, this is kind of weird i don't have a problem with mexicans you know that <laughs> yeah i guess i just don't like anybody else in Queens. it was like right by my house mexicans
0: are okay in my book that's true that's true i guess that's true well, you know, it's probably your fault why I like Mexicans. But everybody, I don't. Does, does anybody have a problem with Mexicans? No I, no, I was, I was
1: joking about that. No, I, just no, didn't I know you were joking. Italian I'm just anyway. saying
0: to myself. I'm just like Mexicans have always been okay.
1: Um, do anybody? Yeah, our they're, president they're has nice, a problem with pleasant. Mexicans.
0: I think he's a problem with Mexico. <laughs> well, Can't imagine both. he has a problem with Mexico. Mexicans have always been nice and friendly. I trust them. I don't know. <laughs> and you know, I have a problem with everyone else. Everyone else. Oh yeah, you've <laughs> always
1: been cool with the Mex. Mex- I just don't
0: see what the issue is with them. They're at night; they always want to work. It's true. They they play really good workers. music. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love true.
0: Mexican music. You play it sometimes on the guitar. It's exciting.
1: Do I don't play Mexican music. Yes, I play do? like classic you know, rock. <laughs> I've heard like. you on
0: the guitar playing like Mexican, like the like those subtle Mexican. I I really riffs. wish
1: I could do that, but I literally have zero talent for that kind of music. I could have sworn I heard
0: you doing it once. Um, like you know, like you're like doing like. My papa taught me how to play, and then it's like this beautiful. Not that's is, not you, this is a dream. So that I am you had. racist, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking you were doing in my head. That's what you're doing. And my father, right? But your father didn't touch any of that kind of stuff. But your no. grandfather, I was like, Memo, right? I and will create the transportation like system, <laughs> right? For all of Mexico to enjoy, he, which he did. He worked
1: on the metro, it's true. Oh, sounds like it's over It is
0: Unless you have something else No, 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 exciting. no I'm just oh. joking um, Yeah, that's our show for today We, uh, shit, we talked for almost two hours Wow Look at us is And anybody, we didn't even have anything planned Anyone left out there? <laughs> yeah, I never know You know, I mean You should probably only do a podcast for an hour You think? But then I think well, You know, you have a week to listen to it. You can just listen to it in increments. (laughs) What
1: else? There's no other content out there to compete with this. I I don't
0: know. I just like, I mean, I just figure you just go until you finish, until you get tired, until she gets tired where we're sitting, when these chairs aren't very comfortable. And, um, you know, but I can't talk about weekly content without next week or whatever. It's true. Who cares? Maybe I'll figure it out. We'll figure out something, but... Whatever the case may be. That's this week's show. Now, next, now remember, uh, so what do, I'm not plugging anything except November 19th because I can't think of what I have coming up. November 6th at the smallest location. I can't plug that because nobody else can show <laughs> up. And um, the next uh, show is our November show here. We will see you on November 5th. Uh, that is the next time. That is Election Day, I believe. Ooh. And uh, that's our show for today. We'll give you more turbocharged news and uh, enjoyment. Then uh, my guest uh, Memo Salazar, thank you very yeah, much for coming over today and for um, helping so much with uh, getting this turbocharged thing done. Because I'm just useless. <laughs> so thanks everybody and good night and have a great week. We'll see you in November. Good night. There's only one way. There's only one